once again, Internet Every Peoples. Welcome to SoxCast episode 85, brought to you by Thighs, the magical pre-pussy meat. I am your host, Polly. How's everybody doing out there in Internet land listening to this fine podcast? You know, I it's weird. I started the podcast the way that I've been starting Let's Play videos all week. And I, <laughs> I did it without thinking. Nice. Nice. It's very good. Nice. So everybody out there in internet land feeling good, getting cozy. We're kind of winding down. Oh, We're winding down. This is going to be the last normal-ish socks cast until game of the year stuff starts up uh, mm-hmm. December. Um, we're like doing we're recording that mid December, and then those are going to go up the week of December twenty fourth. So all of that fun stuff. So yeah, this is going to be the last sit around and bullshit episode of the year. And I'm sure we're going to go out on a positive note, right? Right. We're all putting on, <laughs> our, we're all putting on our big all smiles. Of course we're happy. We're putting on our big smiles. Everything's going great. Could not <laughs> be happier. To my immediate virtual right, his new album is dropping December 7th. It's Rhett. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I love that intro you used. You do? Yeah, that phrase. Oh, why's that? It cracks me right up. No, I'm not going to repeat it. Why? I'll just have to rewind a minute. <laughs> why? What happened? You said the thigh thing. Oh, the thigh thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's our sponsor. That's our sponsor. <laughs> thighs. It's, I, just thighs. thighs, you know. I can't get, yeah. like, somebody needs to get on Twitter and make sure that I can get a Moon Pies sponsorship for this podcast. If they only knew. How much I love Moon Pies. They, you know what? Well, they can't lose their best pot, their best customer, though. No, they can't. Yeah, you're putting <laughs> through college. <laughs> so, so you've been hard at work on this album all summer, Rhett. Uh, and <laughs> uh-huh, now that you're yeah. about ready, you're getting ready for the rollout. And, like, the, the weird thing is, is that I, like, I've not heard any singles up until this point. So I have to wonder, like, how are you promoting this one this time around? Uh, I thought that I wouldn't actually. You're kind of fucking it up right now. You're just going like the yeah. the weird it's just, it's no promo hit. kind of thing, huh? Yeah, it's just gonna be like Radiohead, like, hey, we have a new album out. Like, here's a new album, pay what you want, yeah. kind of deal. No, yeah. Act- instead of pay what you want, though, it's pay me a million dollars. Oh, so, oh, yeah. you're kind of like going that Wu Tang route where you you've got yeah, an album yeah. and there's only but I'll one sell copy as many of copies it. as they want. You'll sell as many copies as <laughs> they cost a million dollars. Rhett's out there waiting for all twelve Martin Shkreli's to line up. Like, come on! <laughs> oh my y'all. god, there's twelve of him now. Probably. I mean, there's like that feels conservative. It's that like there are that many, that few people that. Oh, I thought you were talking about clones. Jesus, it's like rich douchebags. There's they're like a dime a dozen. It feels weird saying like a dime a dozen when you're talking about yeah. rich people, though. That's like a weird. That's weird phrasing to use for that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> to my immediate virtual left, he is the angel with the scabbed wings. It's John Thire. Hard drug face, gonna powder his nose. That's it. Yep, that's the one. Something else. That's the one. That is <laughs> the. That is from the one. I got the reference. Good Marilyn Manson album. I'm kidding. It's a I really like, good one. I like a lot of his albums actually. I listened to Me- Mechanical Animals for the first time recently and had a good time. That's a pretty good record. Pretty good record. Yeah. Little repetitive little repetitive but uh you know you got to consider that mechanical animals was kind of maybe spearheaded a little more by trent than it was brian warner so how are you how, how you feeling john thire 
feeling pretty good. I've got tea. I played a game for like ten hours in the last twenty four hours. So my <laughs> oh wow! Eyes feel nice. Like gonna fall out of my head, trying to not look at the screen too much. Mm. Aside from that, feeling pretty good. Doing good, doing good. Are, are y'all are, are are the two of you ready for the end of the year? Because you know what's coming up. It's getting I've to be that time. Beautiful list. Just A plus S tier. I think list. we all have it's our great. lists basically done all. Ready? Yeah, I think for once we're all actually kind of just like settled in. Like the only thing that's kind of bouncing back and forth for me now is my number two and number one. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get in on the game of the year festivities and have your list read right here on the podcast by all three of us, because we're very great public speakers, we've proven this in many years that we've been doing this. If you want to get in on the action, first thing you got to do, get yourself a list of three games. Doesn't doesn't even matter when they were released if you played it for the first time this year fair game always always a good deal because i think maybe there's like one game on my list that was released this year <laughs> i've got quite a few actually so yeah get so you good. your top three games get, get them in get them in the order that you want them all nice and neat lined up in a row like ducks like the duck that we have in our chat tonight get them all lined up and then you want to you want to take and you want to Write you a few sentences. A few sentences. Two to three sentences. <laughs> two to three sentences. About each Semicolon game. Semicolon use is unlimited. <laughs> no. No. Fuck no. <laughs> so write yourself two to three sentences about each game. Why is on your list? And then you send that off to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Rhett, where are they sending it? To me. Fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> you, okay. you fucked that Podcast up. Podcast at Socks Make People Sexy Donut. <sighs> Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> I was looking at the ones we've gotten. I've gotten one from Poncho Smith, which was short. I think he's done some of the longer ones in the past. Do you remember that screed that he wrote for Undertale? Aw. Man. I tried oh. reading it. So behind the scenes stuff... Nobody wanted to read that thing because it was way too long. So I tried doing a solo read of it, and it took seven minutes, 42 seconds. Yeah, so, and and it was at that point that I decided, we're going to paraphrase that shit. A lot. Yeah, we paraphrased. A minute would be too much. Uh, so yeah, uh, again, get your list together. Any three games you played for the first time this year, doesn't matter when they came out. Write you a few sentences about each one and send it off to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. John Thire, where are they sending it? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Wow, Rhett, you see that? <laughs> see that? That's what a competent co-host does. They follow up, a, they follow hey, up a bit. I never claimed to be a competent po- podcaster or have co-host. We, have we ever like laid any claim to the quality of our show publicly that, that anybody <laughs> can find. I hope that I have never said anywhere that, man, I host a good podcast because, <laughs> oh Lord, I, I was telling a big one. I host a podcast. A That's podcast. True. Not a good podcast. It's just <laughs> a podcast. About video games. It, the only one. It is largely about video games and is basically the only one yeah. of its kind. Yeah. So, Rhett! Oh boy. Why don't you get us started here on our last oh. episode of the year? We gotta show we gotta start with the showstopper, I think. Let's go, Rhett. Hit us okay. up! Okay. I played the Tetris effect. 
Uh-oh. In VR. Can I make a prediction? Oh. Can I make a prediction? Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, um... It's... The VR is weird, because the image quality does take a pretty big hit, because that game is extremely pretty, and it's also weird being, like, having your face just smashed up against a Tetris board. But, mm. like... It's kind of cool because you get so focused on the board itself and then you're looking around and like you're just like what is going on around me <laughs> like nonsense of like flying through the sky while dolphins jump through the water and like then you're on a mountain and there's an aurora and like that game is wild. Sounds like the best drugs. It's I think they're heavily inspired by certain kinds of trips for sure. So the whole thing about this game is that it's basically a music game. It's done by, like, the guys who did Res mm -hmm. and some other stuff. It kind of reminds me of uh, Super Space Invaders Extreme. Oh, that game is fucking good. The thing about that game, though, is, like, every action you do makes a sound. Mm -hmm. Like, when you shoot and move and stuff. So Tetris Effect does that as well. So, like, there will be certain kind of sound fonts they'll use for when you're moving or when you're dropping a piece and then when you when the piece kind of clunks down or when you clear a line and it's all designed individually for each level to kind of be in tune with the actual thing. So it's not like a uniform set of sound effects. No. Every, every song has its own unique yeah. patches. That's awesome. And, and like one of them is like, it's like a jazz scene in New York. So like when you move the piece around, it kind of noodles like on the piano, like do, 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 do. It's like, it sounds so fucking cool. Cause it's just like, Oh, I am, Literally, like, making freestyle jazz while playing Tetris. Hear that? His album's gonna have freestyle jazz on it. Jeez. It just, it works so damn well. And some of them will be, like, kind of short vocal samples. And, like, there's a lot of stages that just have, like, full vocal tracks as the background music. God. And it just, it works incredibly well. And the other thing they do in Adventure Mode is that the speed that the Tetris pieces drops will be coordinated with the music tempo. So they'll have like the stages set up in a way to kind of have rising and falling tension mm. where like one song will get really fast in the middle and then it gets intense, but then it chills out by the end and you get a little breather and it's like, it's really cool. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've yeah. looked at and seen a lot about this game to know mm -hmm. that it's just like, if there's a game I'd want to try in VR, this this one and yeah. uh, the Rescue Bot game. Uh, yeah, definitely Astrobot as yeah, well. Yeah, this and Astrobot are like the two best arguments mm -hmm. for me right now. I've seen pe some people saying they don't like the VR mode in this because maybe it's too much and like you kind of lose, you kind of lose the whole image because you're s literally sitting kind of close in it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like oh, it's just too cool not to do, you know. But I guess, like, people with, like, a big... Because I guess if you have a PS4 Pro, like, it'll run in 4K and stuff. And they're like, oh, that's... The resolution is so much better. But I'm like, I don't really care about resolution that much. Yeah. But, like, you know, 4K HDR, it, it's a looker for sure. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is when I'm in VR, like, it's easier to have headphones on that way. And, you know, because it's such a sound-focused game, which you wouldn't expect from Tetris. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But it definitely kind of gives you the kind of cues that you would want to really be ahead of the game. Yeah. I remember the other... seeing, um, I watched, I was like, why is everyone talking about this Tetris game for like a week? And yeah. then somebody finally posted like a 90 second clip on Twitter and I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Because okay. it's okay, like I the most it. nuts Tetris game. 
that is just yeah. pure Tetris. That's the weird thing about the kind of the. St- it's basically it's called the journey, the story mode, mm-hmm. and it's just like you play through kind of all the levels in sets. So it starts with like these three levels in a row, and then these three, then like these four, and then th- these five, and kind of you know the pace will ramp up overall, and then the last level is just this one stage which you have to clear 90 lines. And it gets very fast at the end. Excellent. So, like, I played most of it on normal mode, on normal difficulty, and it wasn't until, like, the last set of five small levels that I was like, this, this is just getting too hard, where I can't, I can't consistently beat the first one by itself because it starts out at, like, 10 speed or something. Yikes. And then the last level, at the very end, jumps to 13 speed. Oh, that's bonkers. Which is a fucking lot. So to beat that one the first time, I dropped it to easy, which still goes to 10 speed at the end. Tetris, the Grand Master, you are not. Yeah. No. Is yeah. This, is there anything beyond, Is there anything different about it as like a Tetris game, or is it all just like the aesthetics? Um, so there are optional modes. Like, there's the journey, which is just pure Tetris. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of optional modes that are like you know, kind of clearing out these junk lines as fast as you can, or, like, a mode that gives you, like, the most perfect setup, where it's, like, four lines with four holes, and then you just slam that long piece in there. <laughs> or, like, you know, two lines with a T-shape in it. So you just do clear those super fast. And, like, I didn't... So that's the thing, is I didn't do a whole lot of these. There's one kind of funny one where, like, junk will rain down from the sky every, like, five pieces that you do. It gets a turn, and it'll show you where it's going to drop it. It's called, like, Asteroid Mode or something. Mm. And it's all got very good visuals. But again, like, I was more here for kind of the journey mode. Mm. You know, but it, it does have that optional stuff. But I was kind of hoping that... I thought there was going to be, like, a second version of the journey that incorporated more of the wacky stuff mm-hmm. into the main game. Because there's one that's just called, like, Random... And it has a whole bunch of random effects like, oh, now you can't uh, you can't see your hold piece or you can't see the next piece. Or, oh, this piece is just three, t- four times bigger than normal. So you just get a huge <laughs> fucking piece out of nowhere. A huge fuck you piece. Yeah. And there's other nonsense like, oh, the screen is fucking upside down for a second. And it's like, oh, okay. And it's kind of weird that. I thought there was going to be another version of the journey that incorporated all those stuff kind of into the level themes. Like, cause there's a whole lot you could do with that idea. Yeah. This is yeah. PS4 only, right? And it's PS4 only for some reason. And I think right. I, for whatever reason, I saw somebody saying that the reason it's PS4 only is because right now Sega has the Tetris license because of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. But they were able to release this game on some technicality of it being a PSVR game, primarily. Because it's, it's quote-unquote technically a different platform. Yeah, and that is the craziest loophole I've ever seen. But That's how Tetris rights work, though. Like, literally yeah. every fucking uh, platform has its own license. They are just making but like, if bank. That was, it's so crazy, though. You'd think that they wouldn't be allowed to do a regular PS4 version if that was really the case, but I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, so the journey mode is really good, but it's also like an hour long. So I just kind of blasted through it and had an extremely good time and then kind of put the game down for the most part. 
So I'm going to go back to it at some point and have a very good time again. Mm. But like, if you're also just looking for a regular ass, very good version of Tetris, it's a very good version of Tetris. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to fuck up straightforward Tetris. You know, you'd think that, but then Ubisoft got their hands on well, that license Ubisoft, for a hot minute. Yeah, Ubisoft. And literally fucked it as hard as oh you could. Oh my god, yeah, that version of Tetris was some kind of awful. It's like, how do, oh you get, how do you get slowed down and dropped <laughs> frames in fucking oh. Tetris? The Game Boy ran it. Fucking shit weaker than the Game Boy ran it. You could run yeah. that shit on a oh, VMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah, calculators can run it. Yeah, the like version made in Game Maker in like two thousand three. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I could literally it. program. I could literally program from scratch a Tetris clone, and it yeah. would function better than Tetris Ultimate. This is the new Tetris Ultimate. You know, Puyo Puyo Tetris is also pretty good because it's got a whole bunch of nonsense in there and a story mode. Yeah, that's I story mode. I bought two Tetris games this generation. How that's that weird. That is not like the thing that I would expect when I look back at Ritz purchase history for the generation. I mean, I definitely played a lot of Tetris back on the Game Boy. It's not like, and Dr. Mario as well. Mm. Game Boy Tetris is still real good. It's still very good. There's uh, a reference to it in this one. There's a hidden mode that pops up every Saturday. Cool. And it's just the gameplay visuals with, like, you know, dancing Russians around you and, like, buildings and stuff. I That's think it has the music, cool. too. I haven't seen it, though. Yep. I keep forgetting to play on Saturday. I just saw someone complaining, like, where, where is it? I don't understand. Where's, oh, where'd the yeah. 1989 go? I know. It, they take it away. It's so mean. There's weird stuff in this. Like, apparently there's one stage that the music changes depending on the time of the day. So again, people were like, what happened to the music? Why'd they patch it out already? That's <laughs> so cool, though. Like, games that have context shit like that in it are yeah. so rad. And so rare the now, green. it seems, where if something can come out and people don't immediately figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Just data like, mine be... everything. Ruin yeah. everything. <laughs> oh, I just had it stop, but I forget. Oh, well. Yeah, it's a good version of Tetris, but I'm maybe not in a super Tetris mood, but I'll go back to it at some point. Mm. I, I, I'd play Luminous again. That game's rad. Yeah. That's the thing about this yeah. is, like, it's kind of this... It's more about, like, the emotional and, like, the effect it has on you. Like, kind of... It's a mood piece, really. It's quite literally the Tetris effect. It is having yeah. an effect on you. Yeah. But it's like, you get to play in, the, like, this kind of digital synthesizer soundscape thing with pretty visuals and stuff. And you also get to play Tetris at the same time. And Tetris is a good game. Yeah, not gonna not gonna deny yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like it's a kind of it's a weird fusion, but I think it works because Tetris is just a good game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I played a couple other games real quick. Res. Yeah. I need to finish Resin VR. I'm so lazy. I got like three stages in and was like, this is awesome. I'm gonna stop playing it now. <laughs> that seems good alright yeah. no more Yeah, I played like 30 seconds of Area X which is the one they made exclusively for VR mm. I was like oh my god this seems like the most lot <laughs> and had to stop <laughs> the most lot this is you the know, most a lot it's more than a lot it's the most a lot <laughs> excellent anyways I played a couple other small games sure. so John you're gonna like this yeah I finally fucking played uh, 
Carol Blaster. Oh wow! Oh, I got it on Switch finally. Oh, you got the like, Switch Aww. version? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll take it on the go and just pick at it at work on yeah, lunch break makes and sense. stuff. Makes sense. Yeah, that's nice. I played that earlier this year. Yeah, so I, I played. Like... I just finished normal mode, mm. and the last level is very hard. Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, that it's game tough. really picks up at the end. Yeah. Mm. So I'm at the very start of hard. So I'll get to that this week and have a good time. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a good it's a good cute little game. Uh, I yeah. like it didn't stick with me though. No, I get that. It's a little underwhelming as the follow-up to Cave Story. <laughs> yeah, for me it's just like this just as like a cute mostly gentle platformer where the yeah. language is really clear and it has a nice feel and feels good. The yeah. aesthetic's nice, the music's nice. Every, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I think it might be like how a lot of other people feel playing Kirby games. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, there's just like it's an just effortlessness nice. to it that it's just yeah. kind of easy and comfy to sit down and play. And a floatiness. Yeah, definitely floaty. A little floaty. floaty. <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't like how the jetpack feels at all. Because mm. it does that Metroid 1 thing of if you're jumping straight up, you get a different jump than in, at a diagonal. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Yeah, usually, usually t- difficult to grasp that. Yeah, it's just a little finicky at times, but it's a good game. Yeah, it's good. And those final few power ups are just nuts <laughs> for the guns. <laughs> yes, just oh like God, yeah. I'm just going Real to wild. carpet fire everything with the spread gun. Yeah, like the ninja stars just bouncing everywhere. Yeah, and the lasers mm-hmm. just like, yeah, if I hit you with this, you're just gone. Yeah, it, it like works up to that in a way that feels really good when you finally get it too. So, mm-hmm. I like the yeah I like the progressions with the guns. Mm-hmm. Plus, you hold on to those upgrades and money when you die. So, yeah, if you're dying a lot, yeah, you get stronger. I did play stage natural. five, not stage five, but the last level needed a little bit more money to squeeze through that final boss there. Yeah, I did the same. <laughs> I'm like I'm going into it with like level three and three for the two main guns. So I'm like mm, need a little bit more. Yeah, I was gonna be like, man, is that pre-final boss going to respawn and then didn't i was like oh okay this isn't so bad mm. <laughs> it is hard to beat on a phone i had oh to take God. a couple That's times for me to get there yeah i kept thinking like early on you're like yeah this is a super basic game and then by the end it's like how the fuck would you play this on a phone with fake touch buttons yeah. i did it i managed it uh, it's a little tricky for it's me. like how like those cave shmups are on phones Ugh. with with like the the on-screen pads and i was just like how do you no i, I can't imagine that those have so many bullets they have so I many bullets. several hours of death smiles on my phone how good how were are you, you supposed to it? navigate through the... you don't use you don't use the d-pad that's that's just garbage you just oh. trace it just you just touch the screen and then it you move it around like a mouse cursor it just they map exactly oh. to where you're moving so it's Project N31. Um, yeah, except that you can touch anywhere on the screen, and then the avatar will follow your bullets, so you don't have to be... It won't be under your finger, necessarily. Mm. Um, yeah, that's oh, how most maps on phones work. It, it feels pretty... It feels all right. Man, the last, the last mobile game that I bought was on my Razer 2. <laughs> I bought Contra 4 on Razer 2, dog. Wait. That game's... Contra... Contra 4... Was on Razer phones, goddammit. 
What? I still have it on a phone that no longer I works. I thought that was a DS exclusive. No, it's not a DS exclusive. There is a con- there is a Contra Four on mobile that is real bad. Oh my god! That, actually, I that's not that's imagine. not that's not the last mobile game I bought. The last mobile game I bought was Monument Valley, but oh, and that was nice. And that's a good game. Did you finish yeah, it? Yeah, I finished nice. Monument Valley. Yeah, I got actually. like pretty far in, kind of. Didn't feel like going any further. Like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm probably so like an hour and fifteen in. Yeah, but like you are literally at the end. I, I should probably finish it. Sometime. Yeah, finish it. It's really nice. I never got the yeah. second one though because I kind of felt like I, it yeah. looks kind of like you're doing the same thing again, and I liked it, but not enough to do it again. They also made an expansion pack, which was also kind of the same thing. So, <laughs> mm, I think the first one's fine. I think the second one's nice, if you, but if you played the first one and the expansion pack and the second one, then you're, it's too much. Uh, the duck in chat asks where the engage people are at. Well, John wants to make an engage game, so I I did get a phone when I was in like seventh grade, like just a regular a pre smartphone phone, and I did like sample like a at least a dozen, <laughs> two dozen like different games. I was like, that's always been. If I have a if I have a toy in my hand that can play video games, I want to see what it has to offer. <laughs> Which is why I have I got Witch Spring One and play, started playing that a bunch. Gonna get the whole series. Yeah. So I played one more game real quick. Okay, what's Go your one it. more game I, real quick? I, I played Bleed Two. Oh, that game's good. So. I've had this game on Steam for like a year because somebody got it for me for Christmas and I forget who I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. And this was always like my smash the glass, I need something good right now game. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was just mm-hmm. something I felt comfortable having on the back burner. Yeah. I'd just look at it and be like, hmm, I'm going to play that sometime. It's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And then I was browsing games on the Switch and I saw Bleed 2 on there on sale. Oh. And I was, <laughs> and I, and I was like, fuck it, I'll have it on here too. <laughs> So my first playthrough was on the Switch with controls and, like, you know, analog sticks. Mm. And I didn't have that great of a time. Mm. Yeah, I didn't play that game on the gamepad. So then I went home and played it on the PC. <laughs> immediately, like, immediately after having played the Switch version and had a much better time. I was like, oh, okay, this game is good, but you really kind of need that mouse control. <laughs> Yeah, you need the mouse control. Just even the keyboard jumping and stuff feels way better. Yeah. I just feel like you have more immediate, like, access to everything. Yeah. Because the thing with it on a gamepad is that when you start shooting, she swings the sword. mm -hmm. So on a mouse, it's very easy to just hammer the left mouse button to keep swinging that sword. On controller, you can do it that way, but since you're using the right analog stick... You don't want to be keep moving it left and right or whatever. Yeah. So they have a dedicated sword button, so it means there's more controls to worry about on the controller. Yeah. It just feels a lot more elegant on keyboard and mouse and stuff. Yeah, it's not the kind of game... It's, it's like a Noi 2 Love uh, 2 Devolution, where I don't think that game would feel good on a gamepad at all. Yeah, I don't... I don't think they ever tried with that one, though. I was just kind of always kind of surprised to see Bleed on consoles, but I'm like, I'll give it a shot, and it's like, oh. Mm. I mean, it is a control setup that a lot of like platformers and stuff use when they're yeah, like, yeah. Because I remember what was that one game on Xbox 360 that I played that was written by the bigot, um, <laughs> Orson Scott Card. Oh, or whatever. yeah, 
Shadow oh, Complex. Shadow oh, Complex. Like. Yeah, like that game uses the right stick to do all your aiming, and you have a yeah. devoted shoot button. And it's like it works if your game is slow oh, I mean, paced like that. But like Finding of Isaac uses right analog yeah. stick, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But like Bleed, like that's it's not a so game. It's so fast. It's yeah. It is like a treasure game in the 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 surest sense. Yeah. Because the whole thing in that game is that you have a slowdown button because it is so damn fast. Like, there are some t- attacks that come at you so fast you basically you can't react without... You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Be in slow time mode. Yeah, I like how they kind of make the sword a default weapon this time, so you have parryable attacks and the slowdown. Yeah. You know, I feel like the slowdown isn't as emphasized in the level design as much as it was in the original which that's kind of good because I kind of felt that it, like it gave that game yeah. a, a real stoppy starty feel. Um, True. So having it sped up just a little bit and making the the slowdown a little more situational, like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put that on my list of games to to want to check out soon. Yeah, that game's cool, but I would recommend the PC version. <laughs> yeah, and, and play the first one if you haven't, because Bleed is really cool. Yeah, they referenced so the other thing about Bleed Two is that they've referenced the first game a lot by the bosses. Mm. There's like there's two sections that they just throw a bunch of first game bosses at you, and that feels a little weird. Yeah, game's kind of trying to be a little more insular than maybe they have the right to be when they're not really yeah. that old and maybe not that well known. It's not even that, it's just that like, oh, couldn't think of anything here. And it's like, every time I fought something from the first game, I'm like, I kind of like these bosses better than the ones in 2. Whoops. But... After having played two like four times on various difficulties, I'm like, man, the game's actually really good. I kind of meant to go check out the first one again just to see how my memory of that held up, but I didn't get around to it. Mm. I was thinking about they uh, vaguely pixels for like ten for a couple uh, minutes there. Oh, speaking of that, the girl from that is an unlockable in Bleed Two for whatever reason. Dude, what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you beat the game that's... on normal. You just get the girl with claws. Okay, that's yeah. that's weird. That's a weird. And she reference. seems bad because she has no range because she's just clawing at you. That's a weird reference to be making in 2018, to be sure. <laughs> I know, because right? Beyblade Pixels came out in like 2012, and, and I've, like I've no... softened on that game a little bit since I reviewed it I, back in the I day. Haven't. Uh, I think it's all right. I think it's okay oh. as one of those. I think that it, it's unreasonable. Um, but yeah, wow. That's I never thought I didn't think in 2018 I would be hearing they bleed <laughs> pixels again though. I know, right? But they, they, they just couldn't get the shovel knight license. Yeah. Like how do you not like who doesn't like I fucking have a shovel knight <laughs> license at this point. Did you see that clip of like, all right, here's how you start making a video game. Um, first you make this prototype. <laughs> oh, oh, shovel knight's here. How'd that even happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. It is. They should just put him in Killer Instinct. That would be cool. <laughs> right there with the Battle Toads. Why not, right? Yeah. Oh, right. The Battle Toads are in Shovel Knight too, in the Xbox oh, version. Oh yeah, in the Xbox in the Xbox One version, they totally are. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, okay, cool. Guess what time it is? It's everybody's favorite press the fast forward button time. Polly's dumb musical thing portion yeah. of the podcast where I'm excited woo, for this one. Where nobody's listened to the album, so why the fuck are you talking about it? 
So, um, do any of the anybody here in chat or, or any of my co-hosts uh, remember a little band that probably you probably listened to for a while, and then they got real boring, um, <laughs> called uh, Muse. Yeah, oh. I listen to Muse. Remember those guys? Remember the Origin yeah, of Symmetry? It's a great album. Oh, I thought you meant Muse from Love Live. Sorry. <laughs> Get the fuck off my podcast. I mean, they also started good and got boring for a while. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, Muse. <laughs> yeah, let's pause it and we can listen to the new album. So, so, so Muse, they, they, uh, they've been on a real big old poopy streak uh, lately. <laughs> uh, Drones was bad. Uh, the second law was bad. Uh, what came before that? Oh, geez. Was the one that... I don't like. Uh, oh, actually, no, Resistance No, Resistance is that. good. Uh, and then there's... Yeah, the one before that. Black Holes and Revelations is boring. Um, yeah, it's probably and, my least favorite. And then you've got um, Absolution and Origin of Symmetry. The so good ones. my issue with Muse for the longest time has been is that for, for, for like the last 10 years, it feels like every song literally has to be Knights of Sidonia. And anybody that's played Guitar Hero knows Knights of Sidonia. You've heard that song and you know who Muse is just by me saying Knights of Sidonia. Um, but yeah, it's just like this, like the height of arena butt rock sing-along anthem. We will fight the power bullshit that, you know, that's kind of like the thing that they've been on for the longest time. And it's been very, very boring. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- what would your assessment of the band be at this point, Rhett? Uh, prior to uh, mm. Simulation Theory, the newest record <laughs> from British rock band Muse. So I never hated some of the albums like you do, but I kind of did kind of grow boring of the, bored of them. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I could put songs from like the three previous albums, like Resistance, Drones, and Second Law. Like if I put them in on a mix, I did that. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you which album each song was from. Yeah, like because they, I just, made they a, just blend together. See, I made a playlist that was just like a few good songs from each of those albums, and was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is tolerable as an album. Good thing they never yeah. changed how they wrote songs because they all <laughs> sound like they fit together. The other thing I forgot was like how all those albums end with ridiculously self-indulgent tracks oh my god like the fucking exogenesis exogenesis was like drones the... oh god like that like fucking the second law and drones were literally the matthew bellamy show featuring two other yeah. british guys this was him literally jacking off in the studio for 50 minutes a pop um and i was just like if you'd have told me that in 2018 that I would actually be legitimately surprised and be enjoying a new Muse album, I would have said, now nah, that you're wrong, why would you be telling me that anyway? That's a weird topic of conversation to bring up. Are you a slider? That's what I would say to somebody who said something like that to me. Because that would be okay. weird if you had a conversation with your past self, right? Mm-hmm. Weird. So anyway, simulation theory is... Um, if you just look up the album artwork, it'll tell you oh everything. It'll look, yeah. it'll tell you everything you need to know about this album and what it sounds like because never before has an album's cover so <laughs> very thoroughly given away what an album sounds like. 
this is I mean apparently this is a trend that I didn't know existed in with with some bands that are they're like adopting this 80s synth wave stuff into mm. their material and apparently this is like a trend that I didn't know existed which is weird so for me since I don't listen to garbage bands I guess since I'm not hearing it um, do you listen to garbage though I do listen to garbage <laughs> their last album was really good yeah um anyways so uh simulation theory is that it's just very neon 80s influenced just very synth heavy um kind of collection of songs that it takes a step back from sort of the overly self-indulgent stuff it's this is an album mm-hmm. that's not afraid to be very simple in a lot of yeah. places it's fun Yes, this is a band that actually sounds like they're having fun making this music. And, like, when I first turned this on, I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? (laughs) And it's just like, with every preceding track, I'm just sitting there, my mouth becoming more and more agape. What? And then you get the propaganda, and it's like, oh, you've just gone out of your fucking minds, haven't you? Yeah, those first four especially, like the progression there. Yeah, algorithm, just... the dark side, pressure, and propaganda. That progression up to what they're doing and then going yeah. into break it to me in something human, it's just like this album just keeps building and building and building and building, and it's so good and interesting <laughs> and nothing like what they sounded like before. And usually like when a band takes this thing that they're known for and throws it all away that can be seen as a bad thing a lot of the times and even if they are biting a trend on this album which again that's not my worldview because i don't listen to bands that have done that apparently mm-hmm. like to me this just sounds like a revitalized band doing something that sounds like they're legitimately enjoying it whereas um And I had read some interviews where they've stated that, like, the creation of this album, the way it sounds, a lot of the subject matter is a direct response to the previous album and its touring cycle, which apparently was just misery, like the most Mm. the most miserable they'd ever been as a band. So they went into the studio and just made a really fun record. It's it's still got a lot of that eye rolly shit that Bill that 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 Matthew Bellamy does where he's kind of like a bad lyricist. <laughs> um, he's very cringy. He'll make your eyes roll, but it's the passion behind it. Like, and the dude's still got a set of pipes that aren't like anyone else. So it's just like, all of this shit sounds real good together. And like, I look at this album and it's just like, the only song I heard prior to, um, knowing that this album was a thing was like last year, like last May. Weirdly yeah, it's enough, an incredibly long development cycle. They released them um, have, what was it? Dig, dig yeah, they down. released "Dig Down," which is like this gospely kind of church hymn kind of sing along song. And I was just like, I heard it at the time, and was just like, well, I know what I'm not fucking with next year. <laughs> And then, like, but but within the context of the album, I think that song really works. And there's a really, really baller version of it um, on the special edition uh, mm. that you can replace if you don't like the original. There's, like, a super gospeled up version of it that sounds even better. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, this is an album that kind of, like, I think may have catapulted itself onto my album of the year list. Just because, like, I like fun records. 
Uh, I like albums where you feel somebody's genuinely having a lot of fun doing what they're doing. The music is just good. It's catchy. It like it hits in all the right ways. Like there's another album this year that uh, it was by a, a band called Ice Nine Kills called uh, um, I think it's the Silver Scream. Um, it's a it's an album wh- whose concept is all about horror movies, um, and all of the songs are written about a horror movie. And like it's a really fun concept, and they have a lot of fun with those songs. And I kind of put this in that same category of just like, this is really fun and I'm having a great time. And like, I'm so open to music like that when so much music is real depressing these days. Mm. So Rhett, sounds really nice. So Rhett, what, what are your thoughts? Plus most of the, most of the tracks are under four minutes long. Yeah. Like it's a very, it's a very short album. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 42 minute album or something. Yeah. It's a very easy listen. Like pop that on at work sometime. I think you'll have a good time. You'll like yeah. what you hear. Uh, Rhett, what are your thoughts on simulation theory? I really like it. Like, pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think I was a little thrown at the start because... So you didn't talk about the music videos besides the first one. I they haven't had a doing, chance to watch them yet. Yeah. So, like, not only do they release, like, seven music videos for this, but they all kind of go in an order and connect to each other. Mm. And then the track list for the album is completely different. Mm. Like, I think even, uh, like, tracks six and seven are like back they're opposite in the music video version where like uh god what is it thought contagion goes into the song before it on yeah the album. yeah something it's human something human something, yeah okay i see what you're yeah. saying yeah so it's like that was my first way listening to a couple of the songs so it's like wait i thought this was just going to start with dig down and go into thought contagion like on the music videos because they connected and so that threw me for a bit, but like now that I've listened to it a bunch, like especially that kind of first four run song, that first those first four songs, like the way they connect and build and just keep getting weirder. Yes, with a uh, fucking propaganda, man. Man, I love propaganda. I love that track to death because it I, is so think, out of left yeah. field for them. It's it's so weird. I think track five, uh, break it is to my me. favorite. Yeah, break, break it, it to me. me is real good too. Yeah. And then it kind of chills out with... Uh... See, I just think of it as the driving song, because that's yeah. what the video is. Something Human. Something Human. Something Human is probably my least favorite, but I love that... I love how dumb she... damn cheesy it is. Yes! The, the robot voice saying, human. human. <laughs> like, it's so stupid that you can't help but love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, like that's the kind of, like, fun stuff you come to Muse for, I think. It's just, it's overblown, yeah. and it, it's very... But it's just having a lot of fun with itself. I, I think the only song that that I think is really weak is "Get Up and Fight," and that's just because it's yeah, that, it's that it's, same arena butt rock song that they've been it's releasing. So exactly what you were just saying. Of, yeah, like you put that on the resistance and be as like the final track and be like, "Yep, get up and fight. We gotta get up and fight." <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's the most generic. Yeah, I think having that one and blockades, blockades right next to each other is a little weird. Yeah, th- those are the two tracks that are kind of the ones that don't really fit in here. Even though I don't think they're bad and I don't skip them, I see I still think yeah. they're a good part of the record. But it's really out of step with that first run of like everything yeah. up to them. <laughs> yeah, and I think I do agree that Dig Down works where it is. Yeah, like as a song and on the album. Yeah, and I think the void. Like I've seen a lot of people say the void is a really weak closer, but I really like it. 
I'm think- kind of neutral on it. I was like, it's kind of a slightly weak closer, but also it's not a 12 minute jerk off session. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of okay with it just being a little underwhelming instead of trying to be so big and indulgent. Yeah, you don't get your 12 minute jerk off session until next year when <laughs> Dream Theater releases their oh, next album. Fuck. Can't wait. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a real good record. If you want if you want some real good chill synth music with some really good production, real good instrumentation, and it's really fun and you want some songs to get stuck in your head, look no further than yeah. uses simulation theory. I very literally got a song called Thought Contagion stuck in my head for a day. Yeah, and that makes so much fucking sense. It's a song about being an earworm. Yeah, it literally is. <laughs> It's literally, I mean, it's a song, it's a song about somebody's toxicity affecting other people, but yeah, it's, know, but the funny thing, it's funny that it's also a real fucking catchy song. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a really great record. And that, that's the end of Polly's boring music time thing. Um, John Fire. Yeah. What? What, what, what you been, what you been doing, Johnny? Johnny? What you, what you, what you been doing, huh? What you been up to, Johnny? We doing <laughs> doing over here, Johnny? Huh? What you doing? Oh no, never mind. <laughs> I had to ruin it for you. Just ruin everything, Red. Why do you do this to Hello? me? <laughs> well, I played a game. I played a mouse and keyboard 2D platformer. Oh hey! Left an analog stick and right analog stick on the gamepad version. Hey, those are those are hmm. all the rage these days. I know, right? It's called. I played a game called Overwhelm. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. This, this is, is a, a game pop- that I want to hear you talk about because I'm very interested in it. Okay. Good, because I think that I can contextualize things nicely. Um, it is. It is a game where you go down into a cave, and your goal is to beat five bosses. Hmm. And you just move through. It has a little Metroid map, but. The map disappears every replay. If you you can die three times, and once you've died three times, it's game over. You have to start from the beginning. It is not a roguelike. The stages are completely static. It's just hmm. a it, it's a it's a it's an old game. It's got a life system. It has oh. three lives, and then you're dead. Um, your lives refresh every time you kill a boss. Actually, hmm. um, so if you manage to, and as you lose lives the edges around the screen start to fray a little bit and things get a little bit staticky and the music gets more intense. And then so when after you kill a boss, there's this instant moment where that all goes away as your lives come back and it's very cathartic. Nice. I have um, to admit, it's kind of funny, the idea of the game being static and just having three lives and st- sending you back to the start. Like, it sounds novel, but that's I know, just I... how everything used to be. Yeah. It's just a single, it is a platformer, it has a static layout, you can fight the bosses in any order, um, oh, and okay. if you die three times without beating a boss, then you lose, and you have to start back over. Hmm. Um, there are no, you get no power-ups, but every time you beat a boss, all of the enemies in the areas between the bosses do get power-ups. Oh, that's which rad! Is, which is contextualized as the, the hive learning as it fights you. So you beat a boss, and then all the enemies and the bosses get a little bit tougher. Um, you can fight the bosses in any order. Once you've beaten a boss, you can start the game right at a boss, right before a boss arena. So you can s- jump in, and kind of that. It's kind of a neat way of um, not softening the game because you still have to beat all five 
in one go, mm-hmm. but it lets you practice the bosses. You can just jump in, fight this one boss a bunch. You get an ammo disadvantage if you start at the boss instead of at the start of the area, basically. Mm. So it's a nice little way of making it so you can try each boss in turn and learn their patterns while also without compromising the the um, intent there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it feels really good with the gamepad. Um, I think there was just an update right before I started playing it that specifically was to make gamepad support better. Um, it's left stick to move, right stick to aim your gun. Um, and then you have the shoulder buttons for jump, shoot, and tackle or dash. Mm. It's just sort of a... You, it, if you're jumping, it does a little uppercut. And if you're on the ground, it does a little dash. It's very nice. Um, and it feels good. Uh, the shooting feels good. The tackling feels good. It's a really slick, simple, st- um, stripped-down movement set that works for what it's doing. And the aesthetics, it's mostly red and black. Um, a little bit like Downwell, but way more intense. Yeah, it looks uh, like... Very, like Whereas Downwell does have certain patches of color here and there to kind of help differentiate or add detail, this is much more severe... Uh, yeah, is the word severe is a good use. word. Yeah. Um, when I played it, I was like, "Oh, this is someone made like a version of the kind of game I made in 2013, and then like, but punched up a times a million, yeah. and I was really jealous for a little bit. Like, oh, <laughs> man! Even with the 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 enemies get stronger as you progress, and you don't. So the going reversing the typical power fantasy type thing." Yeah, that's really, um, really cool. Yeah, so I think this game is conceptually, like, perfect. Um, I think I had, like, a stronger turnaround on it than I think I ever have or in recent memory. Oh, yeah. Um, in that I went from, like, oh, this is this is my game of the year. This is, the, this is perfect. This is me. This is everything I've ever wanted to being, like, well, <laughs> let's wait a second. Let's really, pull back for a second. I mean, you literally made this game before, basically. Yes, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, Go play Fugitive. Because, it's a really good game. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, but then the more I played, I, I sank a good three or four hours into it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a successful run would be about 20 minutes. Um, it's punchy. It's good. Um, I only ever beat three bosses. Mm. I have not finished it. You've it's not hard. finished it? Oh, wow. It's very hard. Yeah, I was going to ask, is this like a Masocore platformer, or is it just kind of based on something like maybe like a Mega Man Zero, where you've just got to know that fucking moveset and be good with it? You really have to know the moveset, and you have to... Um, the enemy layouts are not static, like they, they will shift a bit, um, mm. but there's no resources to collect or anything, so it's just... Um, you, there's a stack, a stash of 30 or 40 bullets before every boss, and that's the only co- resource you're collecting. So you, you can run out of bullets. Mm. Uh, so enemies get power-ups. Um, there will be... The most common enemy gets a power-up. Um, some of them are more impactful than others, but like one, beating one boss gives the most common enemy the ability to climb on walls. Mm. And then it climbs up on walls and then jumps at you. Mm. And then you... And, and, oh, and one hit you're dead obviously um <laughs> also if you pause the game then it shows enemies that aren't there that is something you. When, you, so when, good. You, when you mentioned that i thought that was fucking real clever yep um so it's a handful of things make this um 
a bit grating. This is when I started thinking like, oh, I haven't. I, this is this is when I started thinking in terms of my inner Polly's getting a bit mad. Uh oh. <laughs> um, after I think one power up, I think enemies start randomly taking more than one hit to kill with the gun. Oh. And there's no. It's very. There's really no language like communicating. I. I Played it for like two hours, not being sure if I was just missing or if they were just taking extra hits. And then I like conferred with multiple people and they're like, no, they start taking extra hits. Mm. And so you're moving forward, you're moving quick, and because you're fast in this game, and you shoot an enemy and then you walk right into it because it's not dead. Mm. Uh, that doesn't feel good. That's like getting, that's like hitting spikes in a Sonic game. Doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> it just. Yeah, it feels like that's really the thing that is like feels bad. Oh, uh, and because this is a game that is the the camera is moving in all four directions. It's not static screens like Fugitive or like moving just scrolling along one axis at a time. Mm-hmm. It is scrolling on all axes axes at a time, and enemies will jump out at you very quickly. Um, and the cam I'm not sure the camera quite can keep up is up to the challenge because oh. it's a big challenge yeah if you're um, gonna make a game like that the camera has to always be able to frame the action so that it's fair mm-hmm. because it's uh it's almost always gives you the capacity to and almost never have to make blind jumps mm. so in which you it, it's suicide if you jump down just without thinking about it you'll land on an enemy and die um there's one area where every, there, there's like deliberately enemy obscuring grass, so you have to watch for like very careful pixel things. But I actually think that works, and the boss builds off that theme mm. um, in a very cool way. It's a camouflaging boss. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it actually works really well. Um, and this game is so stripped down that that's really all it took for it to be like, well, okay, maybe not the best game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, it was just like this camera isn't quite there, and this crucial interaction of shooting the enemies can't be trusted. Yeah. And that is, and that just like, okay, I think this is a step beyond what I want. It, it was too demanding for me, which that's, I think That's kind of like where I, where I was playing a game earlier this year called Monolith. And uh-huh. it's like, oh. a, it's a really cool roguelike uh, bullet hellish kind of shooter, but you, you move around as well and can aim in any direction. And I did a shit ton of that game in like, like I played that game for probably like six hours in one day just because I was so hooked to it. And then you like to, to do the rest or to see the rest of the game. It's like, okay, do hard mode now. And it's just like, okay, this is a bit much video game. I don't really feel like I'm equipped to handle what you want me to do now. And he kind of hit that road bump in a game that you're really enjoying. And it kind of feels bad. Yeah, I'm just like, I again, like the story of it is perfect to me. I love it. But then after, you know, I got to the point where I killed three bosses and the enemies have three sets of power ups. And I was like, I and I'm shooting enemies and then they don't die. And then I get hit by you know, one of the and then something jumps off the wall or one of the speeding now super fast flying enemies flies at me. And then I'm like, well, I don't really feel equipped to deal with this now. Mm. This is. And not in a, and the game that's the whole nature of the game. It's called yeah. overwhelm. Yeah, it's literally to overwhelm you. I do wonder so, if the developers like expecting people to beat it, or if it's like he doesn't care if like one percent of people actually beat it. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, I'm I'm appreciating the artistic effect of it and the deliberateness of it. Mm-hmm. I don't, and again, I think this is me talking, and I'm very happy to make excuses for things being kind of bullshitty if it works for the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like this could would have benefited from just a bit more restraint there, mm-hmm. considering the challenges of the camera and whatnot. You can simplify it yeah. by there's a reaction speed slider. And I have it just set to the default, and you can lower it to be like, no, I need it. I need more time, so that might oh, help interesting. a bit. I haven't tried that out, um, so that's kind of was my experience. The bosses are very good. Yeah, they're. It's an aesthetic experience, and I feel like if you could play mm-hmm. it for two or three hours and not beat it, and it's still kind of worth it. It would still kind of leave an impression, like you know that you've played something good, even if maybe it's not going to stick with you. Yeah, I don't think I necessarily... Like, I haven't beaten Spelunky, but I know Spelunky's great. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Spelunky's made to be beaten, though. Come on. That's a good point, yeah. I've beaten yeah. Spelunky, so I know that it can be beaten. I think yeah, I have, but... like, 10 like ten or 12 hours in Spelunky. And I don't the learning much. curve of Spelunky is fucking insane. I'll give you that. There's only okay. one rule of Spelunky, and it's ABC. Always be carrying. I think I could be... I think I would beat overwhelming much less time than it would take for me to yeah probably probably yeah it took me there's a lot less variables obviously a lot less to learn but yeah i think i like my first spelunky win came at like 20 hours maybe it took a while yeah 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 but you're not talking about really beating it (laughs) yeah exactly that game goes conceptually dude i've been to hell multiple times fuck oh, you that have? shit okay. Oh, oh my okay. god it's it's a, <laughs> every time i get to hell it's just a disaster you spent half an hour to get there and then just die immediately yes, that no is exactly lives. what happened my first time i got there, there are and... spikes in hell that are not very clear that yeah, they are spikes they're not very well defined <laughs> but we got spelunky 2 coming next year oh i hope that's good but i, I really don't like wanna... the art at all yeah not a fan yeah, so that that's the thing where like all the good platformers now are fucking all the Hi. good action platformers now are fucking roguelikes. So downwell Spelunky. So yeah. it was really nice to play this and be like, yes, it's not it's a not roguelike. A it's just a platformer. It's incredibly with, novel. With yeah. permadeath, this is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, like like I'm at that point to where I like I want to play like Dead Cells, but at the same time I'm just like, but it's a roguelike. Yeah. And like I like roguelikes, don't get me wrong, but I've just I've, I've had too many. And Dead Cells looks really fucking cool. Yeah, it's sort of like Metroidvania's. It's like <laughs> you just I've played had... the one. You know the one. Yeah. Yeah. Super Metroid. Basically. Basically. Okay, uh, the two. Symphony so of the Night. The... Boo. <laughs> Even I can't say that. I almost barfed. <laughs> I don't like Symphony of the Night. <laughs> Actually, that was a weird thing to come to terms with recently. Like like I said, because <laughs> we talked about it last week a bit where I was delving a bit into the Castlevania games. Yeah. And I just realized, like, man, I do not like Symphony of the Night at all. It's so easy and crappy. But do you like any of the... More... I don't like them at all. Any of them? What about... The one with Shinoa, what's her name? Oh, uh, Order of Ecclesia, I think, still holds up. But I that think... one kind of tried to go back and have like actual yeah, difficult it's got, levels. It's very much a Shantae-ish kind of setup too, where it's just like there's individual stages and hmm. there's a lot of shit hidden throughout each one of them, and it's really fucking hard. That's cool. 
it's like yeah. kind of a fusion of that those styles. Heather can't beat Symphony of the Night. What? <laughs> Rondo of Blood isn't like a Metroidvania though. Rondo of Blood yeah. is like the last great it's grasp great at being, you know, a good Castlevania game until Bloodstained came out. It's so weird to me that they oh, released yeah. that two pack and it's Symphony, like the beginning of the new style, and Rondo, the end of the old style. Yeah, yeah. Like they couldn't be more different, basically. Yeah. Even though they were the games next to each other. Yeah, uh, Playo Dallas, the Dark Call. Climax. Yeah, yeah. Colin mentioned Playo Dallas. That, like, that game's real good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked um, Oni Ken, so I want to try that out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It... And Blazing Chrome's almost done! Cool. It, it's got yeah. a release date of early next year. I'm stoked. Sweet. Gonna be right up there with Super Cyborg. <laughs> better be better than Super. <laughs> Dude, Super Cyborg has its moments, and then yeah, it, the first five the first five okay. stages are good. And then I literally get... never played past that. Dude, you should see the nonsense that is stage seven. Oh, actually, I did watch. I watched videos. You're right. Of yeah, the, like that the last... elevator and that thing from the top that just dumps on you. Yeah, like constantly, relentlessly. Yeah, like the last boss is like a 15 minute affair <laughs> if you know what you're doing. Hey, y'all. I played Joe and Mac a bunch as a kid, and I got to the final <laughs> boss a couple times, and I was like, I didn't beat it. I looked at a long play of it, and it's like ten minutes yeah. with no form differences. It's just ten <laughs> minutes of fighting this dumb devil. I watch it. Google a long play. He's fight, doing his best as he can. And it takes ten minutes to do this dumb fucking boss. I never got to the end. Why are you fighting a devil? You go into the T-Rex's tummy and there's a devil in oh, there. And the, of course. It makes total sense. <laughs> that wasn't in the... I looked at the arcade version and the arcade version was like for humans apparently because it's way shorter. Yeah. But then the SNES yeah, version they got just money to ends make. With, this, with this garbage. That's great. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry I distracted so, you there. No, I like. I love the distractions though. Yeah, it was a really good one. That was a good diversion. Yeah. That was a good tangent. I think that's my overwhelm. Rat. Oh, we're back to me already. Yeah, we're back to you sure. already. I've got I've got one other thing. I'm side figure. Oh, 13? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, so. I'm just going to package my other thing up into one segment too, so. Okay. Uh, so I played one more game this morning. Oh, this morning. <laughs> yeah, I started and finished a very enjoyable, fun, hilarious game. <laughs> I'm not convinced about those adjectives at all. I had a great time playing Sonic Forces. I did not like... like <laughs> I did not think that you would beat this in literally one sitting. It wasn't one sitting. It was like I played like a third of it mm-hmm. and then got lunch and then came back and sat down and I kept getting further and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to beat this thing, huh? <laughs> Because so, I knew it was, like, short, and then it ended up being maybe a little longer than I actually thought, so I beat it in, like, four hours. So here's the thing. Rhett, <laughs> Rhett sent me this game on Steam for Thanksgiving, and I think that he did so because he wanted to play it I himself. I it myself. That's the fucking reason. <laughs> I'm such a fucker. You are such a fucker. <laughs> but I wanted the shame of it being on your account. Yeah, it's on my fucking Because you and John talking this game up last year, like, this is, well, you can have fun with your mania, but we're going to be over oh here my. playing Sonic Forces. The game that looks that. way better. I never And then neither said of you bought that. it. I never said that. I did. Yeah. 
I did say that of those two games, I was more interested in Forces because I liked what it was doing from Generations and because I was kind of done with the 2D Sonic <laughs> format. I am. I, I did not in any way sound like the <laughs> bullshit that just rolled out of your fucking mouth. Really, Paul? Because it kind of sounds like the same thing. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to play Mania. I want to play something good. I'm going to play the game, the Sonic game with a mature story for a mature person like me. It's a very <laughs> mature story from what I hear. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this game... I love it because it is it is firing 10 out of 10 at all times and occasionally 11 out of 10 in stupidity stupidity. I'm on board. I'm on board. It's, it's like the dumbest game I've ever played, but because they're playing it so straight, that's that's what makes it. That's what so it it's literally like that incredibly rare area of so bad it's good. They actually hit it. They hit it. Because the game doesn't actually play that poorly. Like, it's not glitchy. You know, you're not falling through floors. There I mean, are a few seconds. It's basically sec- the Generations engine. It's weird in that it's Generations, but it does feel a little worse. Like, they somehow did fuck it up a bit. Yeah, they did Especially- fuck up some of the momentum. I know yeah. that they did. Yeah. Especially 2D Sonic, like, or Classic Sonic, feels way worse in this than he did in Generations. And yeah. I'm just like, how? How did you fuck that up? But, like, even Modern Sonic just feels a little stiffer than he did before. Yeah. And I've played Generations a lot. Oh, But, yeah. like, it's stiffer, but not, like, unplayable. Like, the game will do what you want it to do. And, like, the homing attacks don't fail and stuff. You, you Like, I'm not going to say I never kind of flew off into nowhere and died. But usually there was a reason, like, oh, I did something wrong here. I Like, there's one attack that's just a drill fist. Mm-hmm. And just fucking, you can charge that thing off and just go flying off into nowhere. Nice. But the story seems to be taking itself so seriously. Well, because Sonic fucking dies. So, so Sonic gets Spoilers. his. <laughs> Sonic gets like the shit kicked out of him like two missions in, maybe yeah, one mission. It's in. literally after the first mission. <laughs> and then they're talking about how. <laughs> Sonic's been tortured for the last six months by yeah. Eggman because <laughs> Eggman doesn't want to kill him right now. He wants to, Sonic to see him take over the world, then kill him. <laughs> and they say some, there's some line about Tails losing it, but yeah. then when you finally meet him, he's just fine. He's perfectly normal. He's perfectly normal, but the funny <laughs> thing is that Tails runs into classic Sonic so, like, there's almost this aspect of, like, oh, he's just hallucinating classic Sonic. <laughs> oh, no! But that that's just my dumb interpretation. Like, by the end, they all see classic Sonic, and he's clearly there. <laughs> the other thing is that they use the Phantom Emerald from Mania in this a fucking ton. Oh, yeah, they tried to make that so, a real big deal in Mania, I remember. Yeah, so they're just... It's way more of a big deal here. It's the entire like crux of the story, the last half of the story, yeah. where they're talking about the Phantom Emerald. It's a it's a virtual reality projector, and I'm like, is that what's happening in Mania? Is everything in Mania like old levels because this gem is projecting them? Well, I, I'm so confused now. That's the explanation we pull out of our ass now. I guess like that's the only way the the plot in Mania makes sense. Is that they're not actually in these places? It's just oh, an illusion. 
Remember the map rat? The map rat? was a fan thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, and the main villain is just Edge. Yeah. <laughs> like, Edge. They made a super edgier version of Infinite. <laughs> yes. 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 And in English, he's voiced by Liam O'Brien, who does uh, War in the Death Darksiders games. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, good. it's very good. It's just, like, the funny thing about this game, though, like, the game itself, it's the most pure of, like, all the modern games, I think. The, where, like, like, define that. Like, Unleashed. You'd have the really fun modern Sonic section and then have to play as the werewolf for a while. Mm -hmm. And then in colors, you'd have the really fun first level and then kind of have those size areas that weren't as fun. Just like these much shorter... Those much shorter, much weaker areas. When in this game, you're kind of always doing the fast, super fast nonsense where like this game is just boost to win basically, probably more than any of the others. But it's just fun, and it works with how dumb the story is, where it's like, you watch these absurd cutscenes where these talking animals are taking this way too seriously. <laughs> they're, talk- they're talking about their resistance is being wiped out. We're down to 25, we're down to 20% of our forces here. See, this and is then- why I really dig Sonic 06, is because it's taking itself so damn yeah. literal. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it to get back to that tone a little bit. Since generation colors were really like they're very cartoony, yeah, jokey, jokey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But so the thing about Sonic of Six is that it also plays fucking horribly. Oh yeah, this plays yeah. this plays good enough where it's not it's not a glitchy mess. It's just like hey, you just hold boost for a while and you get to the end of the level. <laughs> and it's and it's watch colors go by. It's here. it's very pretty too. Like it's probably not maybe not quite as good as generations, but I also upgraded my PC. Whisper. There you go. <laughs> and it's very nice looking. That seems like it would be so expensive to just have even like three or four hours of that level of play going by you all the time. One of the things, though, is that there's over 20 levels in this game, but they reuse environments like a lot. So like they get mileage out of those assets. Yeah, there's only actually like seven areas, which is on the lower side, I think, for these games. Yeah. Okay. But what's super weird is that. And then two of them, one of them is Green Hill and one of them is Chemical Plant. Because of fucking <laughs> course. And they get some mileage out of those two where, like, de- Green Hill is, like, a desert now and Chemical Plant, like, they'll play up different colors and music each time you visit it. That's cool. But, yeah, it does kind of have this feeling of, like, you're not going anywhere because in the first four levels you see, like, four of the environments. Mm. And then you kind of keep going back to it. It's like, oh, another Green Hill zone? Oh, another Chemical Plant visit? And then towards the end of the game, you know, they bring out kind of the end game levels and it changes it up a bit. And then the story just <laughs> such <laughs> such nonsense. Is there anything the in thing... it as bad as Sonic Generation's final boss? No. I actually don't think so. That's like, good. The final, the final boss I thought was the hardest part of the game and I did die a couple times there. But I always knew why I died. And that's pretty important. Yeah. Because with Generations... Nobody fucking knows how that works. I don't know why I died or got hit on that boss. Whereas this one, I go, oh yeah, the laser hit me, duh. I didn't jump at the right time. Yeah. 
But the fi- yeah, the final boss of Generations is fucking nonsense. But this whole game is characters yapping at you like the Generations final boss. D- yeah. Like incessant amounts of talking they're very active like, they're, they're, they're i mean this is be... an ongoing war rat it's a war of attrition <laughs> these people need your help they need your avatar they need your avatar Rhett. there is a line in the game i forget what one character says and so he's like well this isn't very fun and another character goes like it's not supposed to be fun that's why it's called war and oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell So, so that good. game's very good. Yeah, what about your avatar? What do you think of the avatar stuff? Oh, that's the other thing I meant to mention is that after like every single time you do a mission, which is either beating a level or like some achievement, like beating a level with an S rank or like really dumb shit, like use the stomp as Sonic. Every time you beat any sort of objective like that, you get like five pieces of avatar clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's just a fucking ton of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of it is also very goofy. Like, there are Crocs in the game for shoes. Nice. Finally. There's, a hat, there's hats that say Gamer on it. Oh, good. Can you be a Croc? <laughs> hmm? Can you be a Croc? I don't think you can actually play as a Croc. The playable races are all pretty basic, where it's like cat dog bear like they all have very kind of round features i played as a bird just because he's the only one that looks a little different and because i'm like i'm making this character i'm like well what do i want to do i don't want to be like jeremy the hedgehog or something stupid (laughs) that's what i'm gonna make that's what i'm gonna make so i just i'm playing with it and i'm just like what if i just make the pink birdie from sonic adventure (laughs) and be like he's edgy now Not so then, cute 19 years later. So they give you a weapon at the start, and it's a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> and then you can unlock other weapons, like the second one's like an electric whip, and they're all kind of tied to the wisps, the wisps from Sonic Colors, mm-hmm. which I don't know why those are still a thing, because they don't really make any sense story-wise anymore. No, it's pretty... But, but they keep using them. Yeah, they do. So all the weapons are kind of based off one of those guys, and then you find them in the levels. And if you have the right weapon equipped, you can use their power, which is very weird. Like, certain paths will only be available if you have certain weapons equipped. But I just like the flamethrower, because it's fucking hilarious. Because it's a flamethrower. You're using a flamethrower in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Like, what, what could be better? The electric whip is pretty good, too. And then one of them is just a big, like, rocket fist. Yeah, you will get you killed because it's slow to charge up, and then you just go f- vaulting forward. <laughs> yeah, that game is a good dumb time. That's good. Like, if you paid sixty bucks for this, I understand that you'd be pissed. But this was this was have... a forty dollar game at launch. Oh, it to was be fair. Was it forty? Really? Yeah, it was forty. Okay, that's not as bad. But maybe ten is the appropriate price for it, which you can get it for right now. On Steam. Really now? Hmm. Yeah, I'm probably going to play through that this week. Cool. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you hate it, but, like... Because, like, it's not a good game. I know. Like, I'm looking... Like, I'm okay. stupid game. Look, I've... I know what to expect when I go into a Sonic game. Yeah. So, I, I think my expectations have been pretty... Like, yeah. 
Sonic Generations kind of just succeeded in the way it did because my expectations were so low. Aww. Like, I had no hope for that game, and then they literally put it on sale, like, two weeks yeah. after it came out for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, and that, and then I got it and was like, oh, shit, no, this game's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so weird that this feels a little worse in every area, mm-hmm. but, like, it's also like, man... If reviewers didn't like Generations, then of course they're not going to like this. But I feel like you guys are being a little hard on Sonic. Mm. But I think uh, that's people, kind of people are so weird about Generations. Like, I know. Yeah. They, yeah. People don't like people don't like the Boost Sonic, and I'm like, Boost Sonic is just fun, though. Yeah, like there's still really? a lot of fun things you can do with Boost Sonic. There are still ways to get to different paths with Boost Sonic. Like it's just like, hey, the the option to just hold Boost and win is there. <laughs> If you want to play it the boring way, you can still have fun with it. Every time I finding the jumping on the the little extra path in chemical plant zone, there's a couple of those. Yeah. Man, like chemical plants alternate paths are so good. Jumping alternate... on the yeah. helicopter at the start of the That one's really good. Yep. Yep. There's alter... there's some alternate paths like that in Sonic Forces, and every time I found one I was like, Aw, you guys tried. <laughs> great back of the box quote right there oh you guys tried like there's one that does kind of a similar thing to the helicopter where you're at the very start of the level you're going down this very steep ramp and i'm just like what if i jump and hit that crosswalk over there and then i totally landed on it and it just led to a different part of the level i'm like oh my god it worked that's really cool jumping on the um the side paths at the very start of chemical plant yeah that one is ridiculous that shit. like Not that shit like, in Sonic Adventure 1, you would just fall through that. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have yeah, exactly. a detection. That would just be a death field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Boo Sonic. I think it's totally fine. Fun. Totally Me too, fine. but I'm... Yeah. I'm just not sure how they continue to evolve it. Yeah. Bring back the Werehog. No, we need Sonic Adventure 3. That's that's uh, going to be the way that they make it good again. People uh, keep saying that, and I don't think they know what they mean. We need Bioware to make a new Sonic RPG. Oh, yeah. Wow. That went with over the Mass real Effect well. Budget. <laughs> yeah, with the Mass Effect budget, not with the not with the licensed game budget they were given. Yeah. Where with they the, couldn't make music. They couldn't even make or- the music fucking work. The one thing that's crazy in this in Sonic Forces is that the music in the 2D Sonic levels, or the I keep saying 2D Sonic, classic Sonic levels, it feels like a rough approximation of Genesis music by somebody who hasn't heard Gen- Genesis music in like 30 years. Oh no, because oh. it's just using the wrong kind of sound fonts entirely. Yeah, it's very weird. That's and then there's a DLC where you play a Shadow for three levels, which is like 15 minutes tops. <laughs> And it just has a bunch of remixes of Sonic Adventure 2 stuff, and I very much appreciated that. Well, there you go. You got... <laughs> the DLC was worth something, I suppose. Yeah, it's literally free DLC as well, so... Oh, yeah! It did come It just adds game. it to your account. Oh, right. They were like, we can't charge for this. I think it's got, I think it's got Persona 5 gear in it, too. I didn't see that, but it should... I think you have to, like, manually register that one. It doesn't just... But it's uh, still free anyways. Yeah. It's weird. And you got the casino board. No, that's Generations. That's Generations. That was kind of... That was kind <laughs> well, of... Casino that was, level. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, sell it as a level, even though it's 
fucking not a it's level. It's not even a level. It's just yeah. go get some rings and get some lives. That's literally it. Yeah. Also, when you fight Metal Sonic, the remix is a Sonic CD American soundtrack version. There which you I know. also appreciated. The better of the two. Because Gener- er, Mania only used the Japanese soundtrack for the yeah. remix there. Generations just, did both, which was also very awesome. Yes. I really struggled to work up hard, like strong opinions about either either Sonic CD soundtrack. You don't have the nostalgia. Yeah, I like. like I have oh, an opinion. Yeah. I like my my biggest opinion is that Sonic CD is crap. So, <laughs> like, I like some of the music though. It's all right. Yeah, I like Sonic Boom theme, not the not the other. Mm-hmm. The weird PS2 version of Sonic they tried to make everyone like for five years. But the the cartoon's real good. That's cool. Sonic Boom is real good. Like it's snappy. Uh, okay, it's, I've heard that. It is legitimately funny. Cool. But the it's games so- are bad. Oh, that game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that they have a Sonic cartoon that does like the Saturday morning cartoon humor really well mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. can't seem to really translate that into the game's writing yeah that is so weird you'd think that they would just kind of like get those people to write the cutscenes in the video game because the cutscenes in the the game portion of sonic games these days are just yeah. kind of very compartmentalized so like game designers go make some levels and then like yeah. cutscene team go write some funny cutscenes boom you got a good game yeah. So there's one more thing I was thinking about talking about. I'm not sure. So if you want to cut me off, Paul, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Zombie Land Saga. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> which that. I mentioned last time. Very good show. Zombie girls rap battling. It's all good. Zombie, zombie girls rap battling, doing death That's metal and idol stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a very special episode last time, right after we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, spoilers here. Basically, they revealed that one of the girls is transgender. Uh-oh, that's going to go over real well with anime fans. And it was a really sweet episode, and mm. then I found out firsthand just how fucking awful the anime community can be. Now, let me tell you how fucking weird people are about this, is that I mm-hmm. saw a tweet chain yesterday of... Somebody that had literally made their Twitter account like 15 to 20 minutes prior just to misgender a cartoon character. Like, dog, do you have nothing going on in your life? Obviously not. And apparently there's a whole lot of shitheads like that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just willfully, completely misinterpret what the show is saying. Go against what the official Twitter account is saying. The creator! Yeah. And then spreading false narratives about, oh, well, Crunchyroll mistranslated this because they're pushing an agenda. Oh my god, yeah, that's my favorite. That one's my favorite. Oh, that one made me really mad because then I saw people start buying into it for a day and then they're realizing, like, oh, wait, this is being pushed by certain shitheads. Whoops. (laughs) Fucking idiots. Yeah. So anime is great, but anime fans yeah, are mistaken. Stay, stay the fuck far away from anime fans. Uh, I say yeah, this I'm as somebody that. who watches anime. Yeah, I know. It's how we know. 
I saw a whole lot of people very happy about the episode, though, and that made me feel yeah, better. Yeah, like, it seemed that uh, the, the reception was very well handled. It seemed like the, the, the episode and show handles it very well, and I think that's yeah. really awesome. And it's Which is so shocking. weird, because <laughs> Japan, not always super oh, known no. for their super progressive ideals or presenting <laughs> that in their media at all. If anything, they're known for not handling it well in anime. Yeah. It's it's a very like like that's yeah. a very cool thing to have seen happen and fuck yeah. all the people that like want to shit all over it. I think it's really cool that there's something out there uh, for people to grab onto like that and relate to. I think that's really awesome and yeah. it's ballsy. I commend them for that. And I just didn't expect it from this show. Yeah, that's not the sh- no, like. If you were to tell me there was a transgender character in a show, the the, <laughs> the show that is. Has rap battling zombies is not the one that I thought would be the one to handle this subject matter and yeah. handle it well. Yeah. I mean, basically, they don't make a huge deal out of it. Like, it's not the entire crux of the episode. And that's the point. But it's you yeah, don't but it's need definitely to make there. a big deal out of it. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. cool and so nice. Until you read the forums, and then yeah, it's not so nice don't anymore. don't ever <laughs> do that! Don't. Oh, God, people are the worst, though. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's ideal. I don't know how people survive online. Like, I don't know how people aren't fucking tired all the time with as much energy as they spend being I negative know. about things that don't even affect them! Like, dog, come on. You are so miserable. Oh, whatever. It's the internet. Yeah. That's what you do, though. You gotta be internet tough guy. Can't have feelings on the internet. Yeah. Anything else, Rhett? No, nope, I'm all spent. So, Polly, what you been up to? I hate video games. Oh, right. What? Christ, I can't believe I forgot this one. I, f- I even joked about it at the start. I fucking hate video games. I don't know why I try oh, anymore. No. They're awful. I don't... Oh. So... Ending the episode. John, what have you been up to? You want to stay positive. Go for it, Polly. Okay. So I've spent... must be spoken. I've spent the last 12 months listening to Rhett over there have a big old boner for the Yakuza games. And he's wrong. I play I okay look I tried to play Yakuza 0 like 500 times over the course of an entire week I I gave that game 13 hours of my life I got banned from posting that comic too many times yeah like like oh my god okay so I don't fucking get it like Okay, the thing that I liked about Yakuza 0 was the story and the characters Uh and the way that the drama pieces are set. Like, it's presented like real Japanese dramas. So, And that's where it draws a lot of its inspiration from. And I really liked that part. I liked learning about these two characters who are very different, yet Mm -hmm. pulled toward one another under these very cool and interesting circumstances. That is a really cool story. And I wanted to know more, but the game that is there to facilitate me learning those things is not good. It is very bad. 
I don't like how the combat feels first and foremost because nothing really feels like it flows at all. And it feels like all they do is like lock you into a square with like 18 guys and then they it's just kind of a clusterfuck. And you press buttons and things happen sometimes and then sometimes they don't happen. And that's the part that gets me the most mad. <laughs> um but like really like nothing feels good like I didn't feel the impact of anything I was doing even though like you're doing all of these just crazy off the wall nonsense heat moves that just would literally kill somebody <laughs> yeah 15 oh, times over violent. it's very violent and I like that but I just I didn't feel it because I never really felt that like things transition there very well or I never felt that just like the normal punching and kicking it's just like it all feels like they are all separate moves and they don't kind of like flow into one another so it's very jagged and stilted in a way that like I've played other third person brawler games that manage that way better and I just think that the combat feels like garbage and like the RPG elements they add to it like with uh like investing money into buying new moves that you're never gonna fucking use, or like, good god, is it me or is like half of the fucking like over seventy five percent of that fucking circle are things that I never wanted to buy because it's just like it's so fucking situational. I'm never going to use that. Like, how it do you? Depends what it is. Like, what? What do you? Can you give an example? Like, okay, like you can do. Uh, this very specific move, but you have to have three heat bars, and somebody has it has to be Sunday, and uh, <laughs> yes, it's nothing like that. It does get that situational, though. It does get situational to where it's like you can only have two heat bars, but if you have three, you can't use it. So what's the fuck point? Uh, like dumb yeah. shit like that. Like it's like I'm never gonna use this, and it's just like There's... you have to buy those to get to the things that you do want. It gets the problem yeah. I have with games like Diablo One and Two, where it's just like. I have to buy a bunch of crappy stuff I don't want to get the good stuff that I want, whereas Diablo 3 is like, here, uh, just buy something. Or or build your character any way you want. Just put, like, whatever. It's all linear progression. I feel that that's handled much better because I don't have to go through buying all the crap that I don't want. I mean, the escalation on the price on those circles is, is such so that... so stupid. Yeah, like, they jump up, like, 10x every round. Yeah, and then you can get so mugged. It's like, you're just gonna buy all the... Don't, middle stuff. Yeah. Don't get bugged by Mr. Shakedown, though, man. <laughs> he's be, hard. He's real fucking hard. He, he'll knock you the fuck right out. Yeah, I beat him a lot of times, though, so I ended up with a shit ton of money, but... You think you do, but then you play some of those minigames later and get, like, oh my God, literally yeah. hundreds of millions. Yeah, to, I, I, I did the like, pool Like, even one. I could never afford the end stuff. Yeah, I did the, uh, the, 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 uh, the billiards minigame, uh, and, like... I came into there, I came into the pool hall with like, I don't know, 6 million, and I left with like 75 million. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, if you're going to play Yakuza, here's my suggestion. Does a minigame involve you actually using controls? <laughs> don't play it. Is the minigame bowling? Okay, you can play that. That's good. Oh, good. oh, thank God. I like I'm bowling. Like the, I like the bowling at least. Yeah, the bowling's good. I, I like the billiards too, but like I played some billiards in my time, so kind of knew yeah. a little bit about that. Um, let's see. I didn't think 
any of the side quest stories were good at all and i would just like i just want to mainline it to the story can i just do the good stuff like I, i'll even suffer through bad gameplay if i can just you know see this story through because i like where it's going i like i like what we're building up to and then i got to a mission <laughs> I got it's to not the, that bad it's not good either it's a dumb fucking stealth mission that doubles as an escort mission. And, <laughs> and like it's underwater. And it should be, and it should be timed as well. <laughs> but like fucking shit. Like not only is it an escort mission, it's a stealth mission and then the stealth is kind of fake too because by the time you get to the end, they make you just fight anyway yeah. and like she just gets immediately fucking stomped and I did this 3 times. They let you retry that fight. And I did this like three or four times. I was just like, fuck this. Like, I cannot keep the enemy's attention off of her. So huh. it was just... I, I honestly got, didn't have that trouble. I there. got to the point to where I just said, fuck that. Like, I've given <laughs> this... Like, I had start and stop and start and stop with this game over the course of like 12 hours. And it's just like, you know what? I'm forcing myself to try and enjoy this. This is not going to work. It's just not going to work. These games are not for me. I think they feel bad. I think they play bad. I think the people that <laughs> like them are, are they're good. They're good people. They're good people <laughs> whose taste in video games may be a little suspect. Well, I did <laughs> just praise Sonic Mania for or Sonic Forces for like 20 minutes. That's a good point. <laughs> It's all I'll, that's all the evidence I'll ever need to claim that your taste in video games is suspect from here on. Suspect. Uh, yeah, Yakuza's not for uh, me. I that's just, a good... It's not for you. That's the thing. Like, I played through 3 on PS3, though. And you didn't like, finish it, though, did you? Yes, I did. Wait, really? Yes, I played this, like, back in... Like, when did that get released here? Because I know, like, there was a big controversy like, over, like, mini 2007? Yeah, there were, like... six, maybe? Yeah, there were, like, mini games cut out of it. I remember that was the big thing. Oh, yeah, they, they cut, like, all the Hostess Bar stuff. Yeah. But, like, I played through that one, and it was just like, You oh. finished it. And then I played this and was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really bad. This is as bad as I remember. This is, like, all the stuff that I remembered not liking... <laughs> You finished three? Yes. I'm honestly dumbfounded. One, because that's like the only one I haven't played now. And two, because I thought you got like three hours in and we're still at the orphanage and we're like, fuck this. No, I finished three. I can't believe that. I mean, I believe it, but I never knew that. I'll pull up the fucking save file and take a picture of it for you, fucker. I I just remember you talking about the orphanage shit lasting forever. Yeah, it does. And And I guess I thought took that to mean you never got past it. Maybe, maybe I said that. I don't know. I can't remember what I say on this podcast. <laughs> I don't even think, I think this was pre-podcast. I think you just told me that. Shit, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I legit made up in my head that Polly had played a game. Maybe I, I and hated it. Yeah, there you go. Maybe 2006 me came to 2018 you and told you that because she <laughs> hadn't beaten it yet. Uh-huh. There was one of those I'm fucking quitting this game moments where she said, fuck it, I'm not playing this anymore. Maybe that was it. Because I was like, man, if there's one thing Polly's not going to like about Yakuza 0, it's definitely not the combat. She'll like the combat. It's going to be how slow the story starts, though. Mm. 
Boy. So I like the tension we'll that the story that. has. I like the tension that they build and, and the way Yakuza Zero's story builds uh, as it goes. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like watching a Let's Play of it now, so I don't have to deal with oh. it. I don't Are have you to deal with Giant Pom one. No, I'm watching uh, KZ Excellent. Uh, okay, he's a fun uh, let's player that I like to watch every now and again. He's doing the Trails in the Sky games uh, at the moment as well. So shout out to KZ yeah. Excellent. He's fun. Little, 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 little problematic at times. Might say a mm. few wordy dirds here that uh, maybe I may put a few people off, but yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. Uh, so yeah, Yakuza not for me. Not gonna, not mm-hmm. gonna be doing that no more. I, I learned my lesson. But, if you don't like this one, which is the best one. Yeah, like, if I don't like the best one, which is, like, that's what most people seem to agree on, like, yeah. there is no way I'm looking at the other ones. Fuck you. Oh, Except man. I pay you to play Kiwami, the oh. remake of the first one. Because oh, it's, like, it's it's zero, but they made it jank. And oh, those bosses. No! The bosses got me mad because they just wait for you to stand up, then knock you down. Yeah, yeah. Then wait for you to stand up and knock you down. Well, I ran into a few guys with guns in Yakuza 0 that did that already, so... It's way worse than Kiwami. Yeah, that's what... I've heard the bosses in that game are just fucking they're, garbage. They're actual junk. Like, even I was couldn't apologize for some of that shit. There's, there's a move you can get in every game, though, which is just, like, walk up... It's a heat move. Walk up to a guy with a gun and just take it from him. Nice. It's real. It's real useful. That sounds like a, a move that I like. I would always yeah. want. It's like the one I always use the most. Because <laughs> you just go up, do- like swing your head out of the way to dodge a bullet, then just disarm him and take the gun yourself. It's nice. really good. Shout out to heat moves, though. I'll, I, I, so will, good. I will give shout outs to heat moves because they feel real good. I just wish there were more of them. Every time I see a new one, I flinch because they're so violent. Yeah, like the fucking slamming head in the car door. (laughs) Yeah, that one's real bad. Woo! Man, that one got me pretty good the first time I saw that. I was like, oh my god, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that would literally kill someone 15 times. Yeah. Manchima has some that is just like stab dude in stomach three times. Yeah, yeah, dude. call them shitty. Yeah, he's literally got moves that kill people. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally snap their neck. Like okay, that's good. It'll what did? You, I'll ask you one last thing. What did you think of his intro cutscene? Real like good. Twenty minutes long. It's I so loved good it. though. I loved it. I loved it. It just gives okay. you so. It tells you so much about that character, but yeah. by just him not being himself. That's so yeah. good. It's so good. His intro. It just keeps going. Like it's such a crazy. It's I almost like that, that should have been the intro for the game. Yeah, I did not think that that intro that 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 cutscene was going to be that fucking long. Yeah. But it's really, really good. Ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, Yaga's is not for me, but y'all can have it. I don't I don't want it. I won't be taking <laughs> any of the more any of your Yakuza, so you can you can chow down. Have all you want. I've had all I wanted this year. <laughs> I've played three of them this year. Yeah, that's a lot. Those, it's a those, lot. those games got a lot of hours in them. And they're kinda samey. Yeah, they're very samey. Uh, I played another video game that I did not like at all. Oh, jeez. You had a good run. I had a real good run this time, huh? Yeah, good way to close (laughs) out 2018 by just fucking thinking video games are garbage. So Um, you're saying they're not going to be on your top ten list? 
Nope, yep, yep. Neither of the two games I've discussed today were likely to be on my top ten end of the year Actually, list. it turns out she only played nine games she liked. Yakuza, 10, Yakuza 0 still made it on number ten. Yeah, just going to have to <laughs> give that one an honorary number ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, I played a game called Underhero. And oh. this this one gutted me because I'd seen previews for it prior to it coming out. And I thought, oh, this actually looks really cool. It's like a side-scrolling platformer with a Paper Mario-esque battle system. Um, and it's rhythm-based, too. So it's got some cool ideas and it's got a cute little story. You're a little minion and you're in the, the evil overlord's army and you accidentally kill the hero. And... For some reason, you've got to finish the hero's quest now for to keep balance in the world or something. The story's kind of dumb, and it kind of confused me, honestly, because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, and it's full of that kind of dialogue that's that thinks it's way more clever than it is mm-hmm. by kind of, like, trying to give certain characters weird vo- like like uh, 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 vocal tics or something or just making them say words in a weird way that's just kind of like all right, you're trying way too hard. This doesn't feel natural at all. You want me to laugh here, and I'm not, because it's not... This game trying to be Undertale. I don't think it's trying to be Undertale, because... I wonder when it came out. Uh, this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it literally just came out, like, a month ago or so. I'm just... I'm, every time you say Underhero, I'm like, Undertale... Oh. No, it's... it's <laughs> it gets that comparison a lot, and, like, the fact that you're, like, in a monster world... Um, uh, you know, it's just the name, especially. Yeah, and the name, especially, obviously. Um, but oh my god, like the like the first like two or three hours of this game, I was like, hey, this is a good time. Like everything's working pretty well. Like the, mm-hmm. the platforming, it's very simple, easy breezy stuff. You kind of like going into areas that you know you just explore them at a 2d side like it's very shantayish in that way and that you're kind of just exploring these big like platforming levels and that's kind of really all you're doing and then getting into some random encounters and um the battle system's kind of like where things start falling apart because i i went from really thinking that like this got some potential here to be really good to thinking why do these battles take like eight years to finish this is real boring. I hate every time I get in a random encounter in this game. I literally want to shoot myself every time I touch an enemy sprite. Um, so the the combat is really half baked in this game. Um, so it's like like I said, it's very based on Paper Mario, where like every button, or maybe even the Mario and Luigi games would kind of maybe be the better point of comparison, since you're directly jumping and like batting away enemy attacks and things like that. So you get like a stamina gauge. You can only swing so many times before you get tired. And when you get tired, you can't move or dodge. Uh, Your stamina gauge fills up way too slow. It takes eight majillion years if you make yourself tired. So don't ever get tired or you'll really be having a worse time ever. Um, The game has a lot of projectile attacks from enemies. Um Mm. And they don't seem to have been properly coded in at all. Because you'll see the enemy, like, enemies telegraph before they do an attack. It's how you know they're going to do a specific kind of attack. So it's very Mario and Luigi in that way. So if you look at what the enemy's doing before its attack goes, you'll know how to dodge it or to block it or something of that nature. So if they're using a projectile attack, though, like, once they finish their telegraph animation, if you just jump, you'll always, like, 
you'll always succeed at dodging the projectile attack, even though the projectile attack just kind of, like, passes through your character. Huh. And it feels real bad. <laughs> so, like, you're all, like, every projectile attack in the game is just literally just hammer on jump, and then you'll jump once, and you'll get credit mm. for the dodge, even though the attack has not come on screen yet. And then, and then you see the attack hit your character and have no effect at all. Uh, and then there's a slingshot. The slingshot is the worst weapon I've ever experienced in an RPG battle system ever. Uh, you have to manually aim this motherfucker with an analog stick. And you have enemies that are constantly moving. And the pellet that you shoot is very tiny. And it is also very slow. So hitting with the fucking uh, slingshot feels miserable. And, and there are enemies that can only be destroyed with the slingshot. And those battles take forever. And for some reason, when I played the game, the only way that I could adjust the fucking aim of my goddamn slingshot was up and right for some reason. <laughs> I, like, up would take it up, right would take it down. And it's just, like, trying to aim it that way felt really fucking weird. And, like, I just... I was, I, I tried to, it's good, like, they let you bribe enemies to let them just, like, leave you alone, <laughs> and anytime I got to an enemy that would let me, and I had to use the slingshot on them to kill them, I would just, take all my fucking money, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching You're... a video right now, and the dude, I'm trying to get to a part where I can see the combat, and he's just literally bribing every enemy, because he's like, nope, don't want to fight you, Yeah. nope, don't want to fight you. It's so... actually just paying the pacifist route. It's the real way to play it. I, it makes me wonder if that game has a pacifist route because if you pay off an enemy, they stand, they hang out, and then they talk to you afterward. And, and so I'm like, I'm wondering if there is some kind of pacifist route in the game or not. But um, the point to where this game got on my fucking nerves is you get to the second world, and everything kind of starts as it did in the first world. You know, you're just exploring around and stuff. And then it starts throwing the big old ball of tedium at you. Um, first of all, nearly every enemy in the area can only be killed with the slingshot. Who fucking Ray? Loving it already. Uh, the levels are designed in such a way that... Um, it's a very back and forth kind of level. And once you've beaten mm. the enemies in the area, you're just kind of running back and forth in a big empty space. And then the game decides, Hey, I'm not going to have one, one fetch quest that is multi-part. <laughs> I got two of them, two big old multi-part fetch quests through big old boring, empty rooms where you're not told where to go, you just have to find out where to go by running around the entire fucking map again. Are, are you having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a side quest where you run into an NPC who will not let you enter a door. He will let you in a door if you mix him the proper drink. He will not give you any hints as to what the proper drink is, nor will anybody oh. else in the area. So you what? have to go back to the kitchen, and there are 12 things that you can choose from to make a three-part concoction. So you have to go, make a drink, take it to him, note his reaction to each individual element, and then try again. And it's not just oh. getting all three elements. Oh. They have to be 
They have to be put in the drink in the proper order as well. So it's constant back and forth bullshit, back and forth bullshit. And then to top all of that off, where this game literally made me say, nuh-uh, fuck you, I'm done. There are enemies that will, um, if you if you run into them in the dark, they will carry you back to the beginning of the fucking world. So you have to traipse your way all the way back, up two to three flights of stairs and through three or four <laughs> doors to the area. And it is a timed area. That is all. That is also a door maze. <laughs> that is when I checked the fuck out. I said, "Nope, we are done here, under hero. Any redeeming qualities you may have beyond this point matter not, for you have literally spent an entire world. Like, like somebody consciously made this <laughs> level. Somebody sat down and said, "I am going to put every." single annoying obstacle that has ever been invented in a video game. I'm going to put them all in one area. (laughs) This is my magnum opus. Bow down and suck my dick, plebs. That is what whoever designed that fucking world thinks of themselves. But it's just like, like, would you not fucking have checked out at that point yeah, that sounds insane. It's unreasonable. Like, turns out if you that... actually get a little further, the area actually floods. No, that's and the first. They're... That's the first level. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, you 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 uh you break a beer keg and you flood the entire area. Shit! This is gonna make it time to <laughs> another time to underwater. Nah, escort level. Too so. late. Nope, nope. Didn't work this time. Damn. Damn. So I did some reading. And apparently, after you get after you gather the magical doodads that you need to gather, the game makes you go through the first fucking three worlds again. Oh no! <laughs> Before you can go to the end game, I'm like, fuck off! What the Remember hell? When Undertale was like six hours long and super breezy, and <laughs> people loved it, and it sold millions of copies. This game is literally doing nothing but trying to pad itself. Everything yeah, feels like, like you don't padding. have to now. You don't have to. Everything. Like everything in this game is literal padding. This Ugh. game had a great concept. It had cool ideas and fun things that I thought, I would love this game. No, no. This game is garbage. Stay the fuck far away from Under Hero. Nobody should play this. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> That's coming up a lot this episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> bad. <laughs> so I hate video games now. Oh. And it's all thanks to Yakuza and Under Hero. <gasps> That's not true. I did I did a Let's Play that's starting tomorrow. So oh, good. I played, played Axel I played a video <laughs> game this week and I did a Let's Play of it. So that'll yeah. be that'll be going up all next week. There you go. There's something to look forward to that nobody will actually fucking watch. Polly plays Yakuza PS2. There you go. That's what I did. The good shit. That and Mother 1. Only ones only ones in the series that really hold the game together. Polly plays Sonic 06. Sonic 06. You know what? I would totally stream Sonic 06 if I had the means. Oh, God. If I had the means, I would I would do a 24-hour stream of Sonic 06. No lie. I would play that game until I finished it in one sitting if I had the means. But oh, my I, God. I don't have I, I don't have a capture card, or I would. 
I've got the game for 360, though. The best version. <laughs> best. Wait. <laughs> I mean, the PS3 that is version... actually the better one, isn't it? Yes, the PS3 version is actually a version that yeah. is, is prior to the quote-unquote finalized 360 in version. fucking Zane. <laughs> I'm not gonna play Xenoverse two. I will play. I'll play Xenosaga two. Oh, and that game's kind of I'm a slog. Bringing to... all the bangers out tonight. That game's kind of a slog to play through, but that I... was like the original. That was the original. Be fuck this. At you for quitting a game and then going back and finishing it. It's the story, man. It's the story of Xenosaga that I'm there for. So that's why I kind of like suffered through its kind of bleh battle system. You had already watched it on YouTube. And I had already watched it, but it was just like, no, I have to go do this myself. I gotta have that clear file to go into Xenosaga Episode 3, right? You don't you don't get it. They do that? Yeah, a, you don't really carry like character levels or anything. You usually just yeah. get like some bonus items for having like a one or two save file. So... I like it when games do that though. It's like, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. So yeah, like I, like I, I hate video games, but I did a let's <laughs> play, so I, I I sort of made myself feel better. That's, and that's... then next week I'll play Xenoblade Two. There you go. I'm gonna get right on that Xenoblade because I, I played like 20 minutes of Xenoblade One, and oh. I'm just like, man, you just you're I gonna just finish that one day. Can't. I just can't. <laughs> I vividly remember talking about Z you playing Xenoblade 1 in two moves, three moves ago, like three apartments ago. Yeah, yeah. John has been around the world. I remember that now. Yeah. John has been around the I world. I really loved the first, like, 35 hours of that game, and then it kind of kept going, and it's hard to jump back into it. I, I feel like, like story-wise, I kind of get what those games are doing. I can kind of get down a bit. Even it's it, the combat. It's the combat that just it's lacks so fucking any... dull. Yeah, it's dull. It lacks impact. It doesn't. Yeah, you talk about Yakuza lacking impact. Like, boy, if I got an RPG yeah, for you. Yeah, Zeno Xenoblade's combat just feels. Bleh. At least the sound yeah. design in Xenoblade Two is a lot better. So like stuff kind of like sounds like it's hitting a lot harder and it's it just, just the same combat it's kind of the same combat though yeah it's a little more active because you've got to do stuff like break down elemental barriers or set up elemental chains and things like okay. that so it's a lot smarter and it's a lot more involved <laughs> okay but it's still kind of ever play that game it's still kind of just that but just like slightly better yeah there's like negative impact in Xenoblade 1, though. Yeah. I remember, like, when they were showing Xenoblade Chronicles X, when that was kind of a thing, and thinking, yeah. holy crap, this looks kind of good! And then it comes out, and it's like, oh, no, this is real dull and crappy. Because it's, cause it. it's like, cause it's like fucking you. mechs shooting shit. It was just like, yo, dog, this is like a futuristic sci-fi RPG shit yeah. going on. It looked pretty good, and then it came out, and nobody likes it. Yeah. Dude, Neo and Turf Masters is the shit. Uh, uh, the duck in our chat is mentioning uh, Neo Turf Masters, which is a fantastic golf game uh, on the Neo Geo. Cool. That is a game everybody should play. That and Windjammers are real good. Jetstorm, it doesn't count. You like every JRPG. 
There is not. A, <laughs> there is not an RPG. There is not a single JRPG that Jet Storm Four won't try to champion. Guarantee it. Press sixty four. Star Ocean. <laughs> Star Ocean Four. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> it's cute that the duck in our chat thinks he has a name. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that that's that's kind of uh, it for me. John Thire, do you have anything else that you would like to uh, 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 elaborate yeah. on for us this episode? Kind of help us wind down, I guess. Sure. You see, I had a nice, very nice Thanksgiving, or my family flew up to Chicago. And we hung out with some extended family a couple hours outside of town. And I got, like, all, like, st- stay in a hotel room with everyone and just, like, family, hardcore, in my veins, family for, like, four days. It sounded... And I got home. Yeah? It sounded absolutely lovely. And there wasn't a cunt around to ruin it. There was, it was absolutely lovely oh. and there were no cunts around to ruin it. And I wasn't <laughs> sitting at home alone eating chicken nuggets um like last year so yeah. i i feel very good about it um, much more fulfilling my, yeah it was very nice and i get to go down for two weeks on christmas so i feel glowing about it i like the shirt that they had put together yes uh with your dad's <laughs> oh most God, famous moment thing. ever which i'm now bringing up in chat again I, i'm throwing <laughs> it out there for everybody to see excellent uh, this is john thyer's dad got caught uh on tv reading a book during a football game he became very famous. Uh, yep. <laughs> they were talking about uh, it on yep. Sports Center two weeks after the fact. <laughs> God, wow. it's still pretty wild, huh? It's pretty so they wild. all got they all got T-shirts made of that with that picture on it, <laughs> and then posed with him. Yes. And took off a shirt, his shirt, and gave gave him a book. <laughs> it was forty degrees out, and he posed. Your dad is your dad is great. A your, champ. Yeah, he's a champ. Do you think that's the weirdest thing this shirt printing company has gotten? It's got to be up there. It's pretty weird. (laughs) So, but I did have that much social time. So my body reacted by like, okay, let's stay home alone until you have to go to work Monday and just play video games for like 10 hours straight. That's a solid plan. It worked out really well i feel pretty good oh well good well let's let's hear about it so i played like 10 hours of a game that i've had my eye on for literal years at this point um environmental station alpha i've heard of it is it is as much as something can be a metroidvania this is a metroidvania from the year 2015 um same year as axiom um it has a lo-fi very um large pixel aesthetic it's very chunky um, kind of reminds me of it reminds me of pico 8 games yeah um and i wanted to play it both because the same dev released the game baba is you um which is getting an expanded version sometime next year and i loved it it was one of my favorite puzzle games of last year um so i was like oh he made this this metro thing i've heard about let's i want to play that too and also i think that the aesthetic's totally gorgeous so that was like yes i want this i want this in me um so I played that, and then I started playing it, and then I didn't stop playing it. Yeah, I noticed. Like this was like a constant. Like this is, I think, the most I've seen you kind of bear down on one single game for a while. Yeah. Today um, was just me playing Sonic Forces and you playing this. 
Except yeah. I finished like halfway through and then you kept playing Environmental Station Alpha. Yeah. Um, so, it's a Metroid-type game. You land on an abandoned space station and something has gone horribly wrong. You're a robot and you're going to figure out, get, get to the bottom of this. And that's the that's the premise. Mm. So, everything makes sense so far? Yeah. You, I, 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 you know what? I, wheelhouse. Yeah? I, they've nailed it. Boom. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> cool. You have to explain. It's a space station that is everything is. It's it's a series of artificial biomes meant to replicate different environments around the universe, so that they can. It's, it's an excuse for a bunch of different, very different places to be on one space station. And you run between them and explore. But oh wait, there are like different obstacles blocking your path. But you can find power ups mm-hmm. that will let you get past those obstacles. And they can further explore the area and fill in your map, and it'll be and have a grand old time and solve get down to solve the mystery of this abandoned space station. Are there colored so, doors? You played Metroid Fusion. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> the whole biome thing. When biome. You put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It actually feels a lot like Metroid Fusion um, structurally because mm. it it doesn't really let us on at first, but you get a waypoint pretty early on, and then you just kind of keep getting them through most of the sure. game. And something very early on I found out was that I got stuck 30 minutes into this game. Like, I had no idea. I had thought that I'd explored every single path. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. While playing Environmental Station Alpha, there is basically one pl- way for you to progress at any given time. You have one way forward, and you have to find it. And if you misinterpret the block that lets you progress through that area, then you are going to be stuck for a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that, in that sense, it's like Metroid Fusion and that it's very linear and very closed off and extremely restrictive. Um, when yeah, you, I'm, getting Strider, run, I'm getting Strider 2013 vibes here. Yeah, but that game's, that game's ugly. This game's gorgeous. So yeah, that's Strider, oh. Strider is kind of <laughs> ugly. It's very gray. Jesus. It's very gray. Also, this Look. game feels very good. Um, there's a lot of weight to your motion. Um, and I think the way that it expands your movement arsenal, mm-hmm. it has it has a great hook shot. Actually, it just has a really good hook shot that has a lot of yeah, it's a lot of nuance to it. There's a couple times where I got around a soft gate using the hook shot, and then the game was like, "Oh no, you silly, silly boy! You don't, you can't go here right now. Go on, go back. Um, sorry about that." And yeah, they'll see, just have like a hard gate right after it. That's all how I felt about uh, Axiom Verge is that every single time I got a power-up in that game, I was like, oh, this is the one that's going to crack it all open. And I'd go back mm-hmm. to these places, and then get past a, a, a gate, and then immediately have another gate behind that that I couldn't do yet. And it's just yep. like, no, just just go towards the thing we're pointing you towards. Just What, what are you doing, you dumb idiot child? <laughs> you're just progressing the fucking story. I hate you for this. I hate you for this, but you, come yeah. on. God. I do. I I wanted to like the visuals in, in Environmental Station Alpha, but uh, it's almost like it's too busy because the pixels are so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Where there's a lot of times where I couldn't tell, like, oh, that's background because it's a little bit brighter than everything, but it's still background. It looks like foreground. Yeah, it just seemed a little messy. Um, I think it's usually pretty good about being clear. About yeah. what's what, um, and there are times where it's intentionally being ambiguous because maybe that's it. It's trying to fuck with you. Um, so I get that. 
um, they're like I, very on. I very early on, I misread a tile. Like, oh, I can jump up through this. Never mind. And that got me stuck for like 10, 15 minutes. I start mm-hmm. whining to you and on Twitter. So I get the communication issue there. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced that that's something that would be fixed by having higher resolution. But at the, yeah, that's the. It's an interesting challenge, and also it's obviously makes things easier when you're working in the much lower resolutions. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Not in the sense of, like, there's a whole art to fitting a lot of information into your pixels, but it is, it does take less time to make assets at a lower resolution, and I, so I appreciate that, and it's helping me think about how I'd want to make something in this style. Hmm. Um, so that's that is the the critical fault with this game is that it is so restrictive. You you run around the first mm-hmm. area, and there are like five different kinds of hard gates you run up against. There's um, red blocks, blue blocks, yellow <laughs> blocks. There's green blocks in one area. Um, the green blocks are clever, though. That's the ones where it's like a switch, right? Yeah, that's a... But but they don't you don't know it's a switch for a little bit. So yeah. It's like, oh there's, oh, there's green blocks, too. Okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> there's things you can only get past with the with the horizontal dash there's other ones that you can only get past once you have the vertical dash um you get a double jump early on height is a big issue um you need the hook shot so the hook shot and the double jump ones are fine like I, i'm fine with those kind of spatial barriers generally but the blocks are just insufferable <laughs> yeah and, and you can't get past all of them until you're like two-thirds in so it's it is never rewarding to stray from the critical path to try to explore until the very end of the game and even then not really there's one there's one gun you can get right before the final boss and if you don't have it i think it's it would make the already very hard final boss really rough um so i'm glad i found that but god it's very restrictive um but i still played like 10 hours (laughs) yeah you just well i mean Look, like, games like this can be, like, bag of Doritos, kind of. Like, you sit yeah. back, you crack open the bag of Doritos. Oh, Polly, I'm hungry now. I want some Doritos. You eat one. Oh, I want some Doritos. You eat another, and suddenly, like, oh, shit, three-fourths of the bag is gone. Like, mm. it can happen with these kinds of games. It's very easy. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that I played it for ten hours is necessarily, like, oh, so I guess it's automatically doing something right. No, it no. Could, the, the format think... of these games is already good, just b- good brain candy. Yeah. So just watching those maps squares fill in is already so compelling. Ugh. I think because say, this game is re- relatively difficult, like for me it was like, I don't want to let this fucking game win. Like I'm going to push through this. Because the bosses are yes. hard. They like, are it's hard. Not a, it's a pretty challenging game for that genre. Like the entire way through. Yeah. And, then, and then the last boss is just kind of fucked. Yeah, the, I... Even then, the last boss felt fucked in a way that I kind of dug. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it sort of feels like Mega Man X One Sigma. It's very much riffing on that style. Oh. Um, and it's and it you really have to know how that fucking invulnerability dash works if you want to get through those attack patterns. Yeah. Um, you know how Hollow Knight gives you that invulnerability dash right at the end. So there's like two bosses that use it. Um, you get a similar yeah. thing very early on in Environmental Station Alpha. So there's a lot of bosses. That are just these wall attacks you have to dash through very carefully, um, and I I enjoyed that. I really liked the movement. Um, I especially like the the sweet spot was when I didn't have the da- the 
dashes, but I still, but I had the double jump and the hook shot because mm. I had to use the hook shot to get around in really cool ways. Um, but even beyond that, the bosses really put the put the um, dash to good use. The bosses are much better than Axiom Verges. Oh, the bosses in Axiom Verge are garbage. They're bad. Like they get progressively uh, they worse. worse. I, I yeah. said the same thing earlier. I'm like, Axiom Verge is so weird because the first few bosses are okay. There's that one really huge one yeah. that like, you have to take out multi-stage, and then they just kind of fucking suck for the last half. Yeah, it's just and kind of the like... the last boss is the worst. The last boss <laughs> is just a damage race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, th- even then, though, like, people were really horny for the bosses, and they are, like, they're straight memorization bosses. There's... Mm-hmm. Almost none of them have any randomness to them. Like, that's an important thing, I think, is that they have a pattern and they stick to it rigidly, and the whole fight is figuring out how to deal with that pattern. Which, you know, there's lots of fights that do that. You know, Contra Hardcore does that a lot. It, it can yeah. be really fun. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse uh, of the Moon, all of its yeah. bosses are pattern-based. Yeah, so I can I can dig that, but my favorite kinds of action game bosses tend to be the more kinetic ones, like in... Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, mm-hmm. or Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's bosses. Are oh yeah, than this, Hollow Knight's bosses are pretty good. Hollow Knight's bosses are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I would have, if I'd played this in 2015, I would have been like, "Oh my god, these bosses! I'm just, oh, oh this is the best thing in the whole universe. <laughs> oh, this is better than all the drugs at once, <laughs> orgasming kind of." Oh, dude, hunt. come on. You played Hunters by that point. That's there you go. Yeah. I I Hunter, Hunters, Hunters is that. way better than this game. Hunters is much better than this game. Um, because it's not just a fucking straight Super super Metroid. No, it's, but it's honest all about all being a straight color. Yeah, like, though. that's why Hunters works. If you haven't played Hunters Relic of Stars, uh, it's uh, one of Rhett's finest achievements game-wise. Yep. Go, go play that. It's amazing. Um... But yeah, like it's because the game is very specifically riffing, but do it. It's I, I I compare hunters to the same way I look at Joymaster games, where they're very much <laughs> riffing on a concept, but still kind of adding their own identity to that. I was just thinking that Hunters is more a straightforward action game, whereas oh, this like yeah. has the has is trying to do that super retro structure, but it doesn't let yeah. you break. It keeps you yeah. in a very tight box and doesn't let you out of it at all. Um. And Hunters is just a really fun action game all the yeah. time. So that's yeah. also it's more honest more. about not letting you stray from the path. Is yeah, what I was saying. yeah. Because yeah. it gives you those big maps, but then it's just like, oh, but you have one way. You will to only go. be yeah. traversing the the, uh, the rooms of this map in one fucking path. Yeah. Yep. And it starts out with pattern bosses, but then like end of stage three, you get that dragon fight, and things start getting more kinetic. Mm-hmm. So Hunters is better than Environmental Station Alpha and Axiom Verge, for that matter. Oh. Um. I would, I would so, say that. Yeah, I would, I would uh, agree to that. As much as I like Axiom Verge, I would agree that Hunters is better. Yeah, I didn't uh, mean to totally t- sidetrack you there. No, no, that's cool. So it feels really good. There are very few collectibles. There's only a tiny handful of health upgrades, and then there's no miss. There's, I think, two gun upgrades total. Um, the hook shot, a couple of other upgrades. It's very. Uh, especially the the verb set is very economical. You don't have a lot. It's not like 10 billion buttons like yeah. Axiom Verge gives you. Mm. Um, even though this game is longer than Axiom Verge, it has like 
a third as many verbs at a given time. Mm. Um, which so I I like the feel of it. I like the end game movement set more than Axiom Verges. I think. Um, although Axiom Verge is much much cleverer about gating since it doesn't just fucking do the red block blue block yellow block bullshit. Yeah, like Axiom Man. Verge still does that. <laughs> But, but it hides it because you don't know the power-ups going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you start walking through walls in that game, you're just like, oh, this okay. Is, yeah, like, they, they, they play, they, they put a clever twist on it. Like, like it was like, before before I'd played Hollow Knight, I thought Axiom Verge was like, like uh, this is the best one of these uh, of the modern era that we have right now. And then I played Hollow Knight and was just like, oh, okay, you just literally wrote the end of a genre. Nice. <laughs> yep. I came off a little cold on I came off a little cold on Axiom Verge because the story didn't land for me the way I wanted to, and mm. with the glitch stuff especially. Um, and I was just really bothered by the by how the how bloated the interactions got. I guess. Yeah, I get that. Uh, like when you like when you could touch any block with both the drill or the um, corruption gun, and it could open a path. Like, oh man, yeah, this is a lot, y'all. Um. So, in that sense, Environmental Station Alpha, I like the feel of it. The bosses are good instead of very bad. Um, just very bad. The final boss is really fun. I wound up. It took me like forty minutes. I, so I wound up like putting on a podcast and just grinding it out. Like, all right, I'm gonna figure out this tough pattern. <laughs> it feels honest though. Um, and then I got the bad end, and it's a pretty good bad end actually. Um. But the thing is, like, with Fusion, like, Metroid Fusion, that game has, you know, like, the Saw X and writing yeah. to carry it. Yeah. So it, the, the restrictive structure feels more contextualized. Yeah, it makes more sense. Better. It makes more sense because it's telling the straightforward story. Mm-hmm. And I believe the conceit so that, of, the, of the, you know, like, of the station that you're on, of, you know, being restricted in the way that it's locked down. It makes sense. They contextualize it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like it. It works. Um, this doesn't do, it doesn't do the work. It doesn't make it work. So it just feels needlessly restrictive. And I wish that it was more open and it just let, they just let the game be shorter. So mm-hmm. you don't spend as much time wandering around looking for the right key card. Um... There's a big old post that, that I don't know how you unlock the true end. I, it has to do with doing a bunch of. You suddenly have to do a bunch mm-hmm. of fez puzzles at the end. I think. Did you get a second ending? I think you said you've only like... gotten the bad ends so far. I have not finished it. Wait, you. Uh, yeah. You beat? Did you beat the final boss? I beat the final boss and got the bad ending. Yes. Uh see, I think what Matthew Matosis was saying in that video is that that's not actually a, air quotes, bad ending. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll see how it goes. Um, so I, I, I've, I've done like a bunch of the puzzling already because I was taking. I knew it was going to get puzzly, so I was taking notes at stuff that looked weird. It's really yeah. funny because uh, it's really funny because again, there's just no puzzle <laughs> up until then. Mm. So it's like, all right, cool. But also, until then, it was just a very it was a very standard Metroidy thing. So I was kind of only felt like pushing forward mm. because I knew it was going to get weird at the end. So it gets now weird, I'm kind of enjoying me. myself. <laughs> I'm now now I'm enjoying myself a little more because it's like, okay, I, I have I can move around the island. I just have to figure out how to get fill in the holes in this map. Um, 
I'm having a pretty good time. If I get stuck, I'll probably just look at a guide and finish it up. But I'm having, you know what? I'm enjoying okay, myself. here's the thing about that post game: you will get stuck because it's like virtually impossible. I don't want to say how hard it goes, but it goes. Understood. <laughs> Understood. I got. I just got to a point like I had done a part of it, and I just was like, "So what's next?" And I looked. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, it's like community brute forcing kind of stuff. Kind of. Mm. All right. Like it goes I'll real think- hard. I'll probably like, do and that's that. kind of cool. Like it would have been cool to have been part of that when nobody knew that there was more to it. Uh huh. But it's not like like most like Fez is a game that people kind of overhyped. Where I think you can get through ninety nine percent of that mm-hmm. without Basically any sort of guides. But the red cubes. Yeah, like even the red cubes. Like me and Polly found two of them, and, yeah. I, and then <laughs> the third one is the fucking monolith that yeah, is like literally impossible. Yeah, there's no actual solution. Oh, there is a solution. It's just not in the game. Yeah, it, it was it was data mined, I believe. That's so funny. funny. No, I think they I think they actually solved that one manually. I think <laughs> they might have like I think they brute forced it in such a way, but it took forever to yeah. do it. Okay, here's my version of the story. Is what I heard is that somebody leaked what the first button press was. Oh, and then they leaked it. Then they brute forced it from there. They're like, it starts with blah blah blah. And it's seven codes long. Mm. God, that's so funny. Oh, I think you have to be standing in a certain place. You too. have to <laughs> go into first. You have to go into first person mode and stand in the middle of the Polytron logo. Oh fuck! But besides that, yeah. So say Environmental Station Alpha does, maybe doesn't go quite that hard, but also you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yep. Y'all solved the Metatron one. Yeah. Yes. Polly God. fucking blurted that out while I was talking to her, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Well, I, le- I thought that I, that I'm, was the one you had. I am I just thought that was funny. But yeah, Polly, I swear in my life, Polly figured that one out. Yep. Because we were looking at, like, the Owl stuff, and she just goes, Metatron. I'm like, what? <laughs> I saw the, the stargazing one on accident. I was just Yeah, just everybody buttons. does. Yeah, that one's the one that's easy to, to get on accident. Gotcha. Oh, well. So so it's going it's going weird now and I'm appreciating that. If it weren't for the yeah. if it weren't for the weird and it's very obvious that there's more to it when you get to the final boss, it sort of deflates it a bit. Mm-hmm. It it you get to the end and it's like, oh, this is not the actually the end, is it? Um Whereas you can beat Hollow Knight and it and it feels like very resolute. Yeah. Um or you beat Axiom Verge and you think, that wasn't the end, was it? But it <laughs> yeah. <actually> is. <laughs> oh, I no, really there is no true end. That was it. Okay. Man, so, ending in Axiom Verge, yeah, was just the most, like, that can't be it, right? And it is. <gasps> like, it seemed like a parody of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will agree with you there. I admit that game's flawed, but I still like it. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I got like, really good parts. I just got so mad every time I tried to explore yeah. getting blocked. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of the thing. I kind of like this game, too. Um, because it just feels really good and it's really pretty and I like the ambiance and I like the bosses. <laughs> so, and I and I want to see where it goes with the weirdo mm-hmm. puzzles, puzzle shit. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be a favorite of mine, but I don't think it's going to be like I'm going to want to throw it in the trash either. No. Um, that's one more thing is that there's just tons of one-way paths like constantly even after you have all your items so just moving around the world it's kind of after you have everything is cumbersome at least there's i mean i don't even like fast travel stations 
and there could be more in this because moving around is a pain, but at least they're there. God. Oh my God! Yeah, thank God they're there. <laughs> Again, it's it's significantly longer than Axiom Verge by like three hours without even getting to the puzzle stuff. So, whew. that's quite a bit to take in. A lot of it's a lot of game. A lot of game. So that's my environmental station alpha adventure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that you'd want to bring up before we start to close things out? I'm good. I got a I got a fun uh, question before we go. Okay. Sure. So since this is the last the last episode that we're doing of the year, uh, prior to Game of the Year stuff, um, what's your 2019 looking like? What are you looking at playing mm. that you you haven't had a chance to do or you know that's coming out? Uh, uh, and I'll even get us started because I I prepared. Well, while, while, while y'all were talking, made a list. So I thought I thought of four games specifically that I'm pretty eager to get into, whether they be released next year or they're already out. Um, Blazing Chrome, obviously. No, oh, the yeah. <laughs> the the newest from Joy Masher. That game is looking fantastic. Um, I want to play Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game looks fucking adorable. Um, Overwhelm. I want to try it. That that sounds like my shit right there. It's five bucks on Steam right now. Oh, damn. Mm. Okay. I was about to put Ooh. it on my wish list, but oh, damn, it's five bucks. Okay. Um, that... And uh, I, I'm hoping it's released next year, uh, at the very least. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3. Cool. Would definitely like to. It's a good one. Yeah. So that, that those are the, the four things I'm looking forward to. Uh, our duck in chat uh, says Animal Crossing. And uh, Jetstorm wants to play his very own RPG, which I, yeah. I'm, which I'm eager to give a, a playthrough as well, because that thing's been looking pretty great in screenshots. So, uh, who's up? Um, I, I got mine. What you got? Okay. Um, yeah, Tom's RPG. That I'm really pumped That's, for that. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna tickle my pickle. Um, <laughs> That's Sorry. almost. I had like ten friends release big games this year, so I'm like. I can't actually think of much more that's coming out next year. <laughs> it's like everyone everyone finished blowing their load this year. So yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. Let's see what next year brings. There's another one um, on my so list, but I can't talk about it because I'm the one making it. Or I'm involved with the making of it. <laughs> so I can't talk about it yet, though. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've got I've got a couple irons on the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, aside of that... I, it's Trails of Cold. It's um, Trails in the Sky Third, obviously. Yes. I'm not gonna get to that before Game of the Year. No, so probably not. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't do the whole fun trilogy entry, yeah. unfortunately. But it's um, I that's it's more. I'm more excited to play that than any other video game. Is gonna be a fucking blast. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, near. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I started hey. that last year, and then. Reg- regular plain old mirror. Reg- that's yeah. You bounced off that top. though, didn't you? I didn't. Yeah, in a sense, but I was also very sad at the time. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you play the most games when you're very sad, though. That's is true. You well, just I, go balls deep. I, I dropped it a couple. I, I dropped it a couple hours in, and then played Mario Galaxy and Breath of the Wild back to back, and hated them. So, oh my god, I think you know. I that think was, that's what it was. I, that I, I, Go ahead. 
like Polly's like, I hate video games now after Yakuza and Under Hero. <laughs> you played Breath of the Fucking Wild and Mario Odyssey and was like, hmm, I hate video games. <laughs> oh, I played one other Nintendo game all year and it was Dragalia Lost. Oh, which is the, <laughs> the worst <laughs> one, right? Is it the worst one? Is it? Seems like they're just kind of, okay, never mind. The important thing is, I started I started near and then dropped it because I got a switch with a bunch of fun, amazing new games. Um, I want to get back to it because it seems amazing, and I really want to see that story through. Yeah, worth um, it. very worth it. Yep. Um, couple others. Uncharted Two. Yes. <laughs> Man, it's so amazing watching John go nuts for Uncharted One. Yeah, <laughs> I like... played Uncharted One and it rocked my rocked my socks. See, that's really the. Like that's the reaction I wanted to Uncharted 1 because, like, if you got that out of Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2 uh, is going to blow your fucking mind with how good it is. Cool. Because I kind of cooled down a little bit because I was like, man, there was a lot of shooting in that one, huh? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the end of Uncharted games tends to get a little overbearing, but I think that the overall experience is always worth it. Except Uncharted 3. Don't play Uncharted 3. I hated that one. Cool. So if Uncharted 2 is just bends the needle a little bit away from shooty shoot and more towards, you know, the set pieces, then yeah, that's going to be... I feel like it's more balanced. I feel like it's more balanced. That's going to be my whole jam. And Uncharted 1 just had writing. It had writing. Yeah. It was pretty good. They all have writing. It was a story. Naughty Dog's always got some real snappy writing. Um, Carmichael McAllis is looking forward to Shadowbringers. Never heard of it. Nor have I. <laughs> and he's going to play a ton of Toho fan games on Steam, too. <laughs> That's okay. cash as well. I hope Natorink gets uh, uh, finished. That's the WarioWare-ish uh, Natori-based game that, yeah, that's pl- on. It's real good. I played the demo finally. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah, I want that to get finished soon. Um, you can rest assured, just in addition to Trails, a bunch of other Falcom games, I want to play a bunch more E's, because E6... Rock my socks as well. I want to just put Falcom in me. Um, <laughs> Dying Rock 3. Yes. And you've got so much good that. shit on the horizon. Holy shit. Oh, God. Yup. Fuck any releases next year. John's just locking up, <laughs> getting toasty, and playing all the old shit. Yup. I want Dying Rock 3. And last one, this has just been on my brain for a million years for some reason. I really want to play Devil May Cry 1. Yo, go oh, for geez. it. That game's good. I love the Devil May I Cry I really games. like Resident Evil 2, and this is like a follow-up of that in a sense. Kind of. Well, it was originally Resident Evil 3, so... Exactly, and it, unlike the, the actual Resident Evil 3, this one's also directed by Kamiya. Mm-hmm. I want to play Devil May Cry. It looks fucking rad. It's and fun. Plus, I, want, I, I loved Luca so much, I want to get in to more of the platinum-y... Um, that 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 kind of fighter, like very kind of like more technical, like the fighting is yeah, a more, little more than just bashing the the the. It's more than God of War. Yeah, because I have bounced off those games because they seem too complicated for me, and I really like Luca, so I'm gonna make the effort. And I also like Bayonetta, so yeah, I want to figure it out. You'll get it. You'll get it. Like I think that the thing with Devil May Cry One is that it like. The way that game's set up, it, it is a product of its time. Like, it does a lot of fixed camera angle stuff that can kind of feel real cheap and shitty. Um, the thing is, the fixed camera angles are kind of a big 
plus for me. I really well, like that aesthetic. Maybe it won't bother you, but I just kind of feel mm-hmm. that that kind of thing, like it does interfere with what those games kind of need to feel really good. That's- like when you look at Bayonetta and the fact that like it's not like that, uh, and you mm-hmm. see like what those games do, or Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, where you know you're not locked into these one specific camera angles to kind of like work your way through an area or to kind of know how to make the area your playground. Um, Mm. Yeah. I think that those games work when you're not restricted like that, but I still like devil may cry one and three. Yeah. I think it's come. I, I'm more associating it with resident evil two than I am Bayonetta for whatever reason. I think that, I think that (laughs) has space for it. God, resident evil two is good. Right. That is my, oh, the Resident Evil year. 2 remake. I'm getting that, too. That was what I was, damn it. That was literally what ah. I was going to say. Okay, Rhett, what about you? <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah, that's going to be real fucking good. I'm real excited for that. It's not January. That's, like, pretty soon, actually. I think it's March. I could be wrong, but I think it's March. Uh, hmm. Either way, I have that pre-ordered, so it'll just show up one day, and I'll be like, oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> um, Very nice. I, the other game I have pre-ordered, I'm not sure if it's actually coming out or not, is Metroid Prime 4. Maybe that'll okay, be next maybe year. Maybe next year, maybe not. Extremely maybe. Extremely maybe, because they haven't shown anything. Thing on that, thing on that since the teaser, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, Nintendo has managed to get games out, I feel, relatively timely from when they're kind of shown. Yeah, yeah they typically like, don't show or announce something unless they know that they're within a certain window. Yeah, I mean, except for Breath of the Wild, which fucking took forever. Yeah, yeah. But like, nobody thought they were gonna get Xenoblade Two out last year, and then they totally did. But I did not surprised. see that happening. I just yeah. like that just fucking floored me because they announced it, and I thought, okay, that's like a 2019 game, clearly. Yeah, because because Xenoblade X was like announced real early, and then took forever mm-hmm. on Wii U, and then oh. Two is just here out of nowhere. Yep. Xenoblade Two is twenty seventeen, right? Yeah, but the Switch came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, I was confused for a second. Like that wasn't this year, was it? No, but they they just released some expansion this the year. Torna like the Torna standalone expansion. Yeah. But that's a lot of Xenoblade to play. I don't know about. That. I still gotta finish the first one. I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to that next year or not, though. <laughs> Maybe. It's- I always feel like end of the year is this kind of dead period where it's like, oh, I, d- I kind of don't want to play anything that would disrupt my game of the year list right now. <laughs> Nobody play I any d- video games from today until December 16th. <laughs> no, and then I played the Sonic night, Forces. Night, the nightmare would be getting to the podcast and being halfway through Trails 3rd. Like, that oh, would be, that would be God. Oh. I've been halfway through Xenoblade every year, so... <laughs> but... Well, are you I don't even know if I ever actually finished that if I could bring myself to put it on a game of the year list because it's like, oh, I played a third of it this year, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just it's just going to feel so weird. Played. It's just going to always feel like an honorary mention, I think, if I ever finish it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and then one more game I guess I'm looking forward to is something I bought last month and haven't gotten to yet. Oh, yeah. And it's direct... And is directly responsible for my I don't want to play anything right now that's going to disrupt my game of the year list. Oh. I actually went out and bought Shibuya Scramble 528 or whatever the oh, number is. Oh, hell yeah! 428 Shibuya like, Scramble, yeah. I'm picking that up soon. Everyone's is like, oh, this game is super amazing, and I'm like, hmm. 
why don't I want to play the super amazing game right now? What's wrong with me? I just oh, want to play. Oh, I'm very weird. Yeah. I just want to play No Man's Sky and just be trash in there Sonic Forces. That's what you do for the uh, all until December sixteenth. Once it once we've done recorded the podcast, it's all fair game, right? Yeah. You don't have that much longer to wait. <laughs> Three weeks. It's a long time. Or it's going to seem like a long time, and then it'll be fucking over in a nut. Yeah, it'll be over in a second. You know, nobody, we didn't mention Super Neptunia RPG. God, weird. I guess guess a bit of the excitement's kind of died down, because that that game's kind of sounding a little shaky. I mean, it got delayed. That's not necessarily a bad sign. That's not that's better. not but, a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah, sign, but it's not a great sign either, especially with the, the video that I've seen of that game. Oh, I see, like, I haven't seen anything of it so far. Look really rough. Listen, Polly, it's a Neptunia spinoff. Look, I'm buying it anyway. We've so been th- exactly. We've been through the song and dance many, many times I, before. I, Most notably with Cybernap, where it's like, oh, this is going to be the good spinoff. And then it wasn't. This is as predictable as the Sonic formula. <laughs> yeah. I did honestly forget about it, though. Mm. Even though I have the calendar. Yeah, like that really good calendar. So is that is that all we're looking forward to for the most part right now? As far as our outlook goes, as far as we can see into 2019? I'll probably play Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm probably going to play that, too. <laughs> oh, Mega Man 11. Playing. I've got to play Mega Man 11. Yeah, I should play that. I'm just, like, slightly apathetic short on that. Eh, I don't know. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I'm like, yeah, this actually looks pretty good. Alright, cool. So I'm I on board. The jive with me. Mm. I feel like so much stuff is coming out right now that just... It's just so overwhelming. Like, mm. stuff like Hitman 2 just came out, and, like, whoosh. Yeah, just, like, I... And then fucking Darksiders 3 comes out tomorrow. Fucking what? Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> they made a Darksiders 3, and it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> Holy shit. I know, right? I did just not like, know that I legit am kind of shocked. And why are you releasing this late November? Yeah. I don't know. Post-Black Friday... It's over. We're done. Video game. Yeah, Everyone like video games. Video games. Yeah, like the video games have been bought. It's done. But I guess that's kind of the story for that series. A day or two oh. too late. <laughs> he literally. Man. Oh, um, I'm probably playing more Kingdom Hearts and more Fate. <laughs> okay, great. That'll be fun to look oh. forward to in future podcasts yep. for me to sleep through. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Jetstorm brings up a good point that Mega Man 11 is better than Mega Man 10. Well, Mega Man 10, like, after Mega Man 9 was, like, this amazing, really fucking great Mega Man game, Mega Man 10 is garbage. Yeah, I slept on that one, too. Mega Man 10 went back to feeling, like, tired and boring NES Mega Man. Whereas, like, Mega Man 9 felt like a revitalization. Mega Man 10 felt like Mega Man 5, which is... Fucking boring. Oh, yup. Yeah. I like it when you go up to the space station and the little thing goes like, beep, 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 be
I like that part. I like nothing else. Oh, and Solar Man's theme. Yeah. Alright, that's it. That's everything good about Mayo okay. Town. <laughs> is that is that everything? Yeah. Yep. Deltarune. Right. Deltarune, but that's not gonna be for like not that's next. not gonna be till twenty twenty three. Alright, so I guess we're gonna go ahead and wind down our reg- our last regular episode of the year. It's coming to a close. We but we only got to do like twelve of these this year because, you know, we're we're busy people. And sometimes inspiration's just not there. <laughs> but but we, horse. but we love and appreciate you coming out and downloading and listening. Uh, all all the same. It's always a great time coming to hang out with you guys. Remember, if you want to get in on the game of the year action, three games. Doesn't matter when they were released. If you played it this year, good, good, good. Put it on your list. Write you a few sentences about each game. Two to three. We're going to paraphrase if you go way too damn long, Poncho Smith. Um, he didn't so don't you can't call him out anymore i won't call him out anymore i just kind of i'm just continuing the running joke red banner all right so and once you get your games down once you get once you get your little paragraph done send that off to where are they sending it off red podcast at socks make people sexy.net where where was that again john thyer podcast at socks make people sexy.net look at this look at this two hours ago these were two dumb motherfuckers sitting here. <laughs> now, in my hey, I presence, nailed it my first try. In my presence, they have become gods. You too can do the same if you send a list to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. John Thire, where can the fine folks in Internet Land find you? Faraway Ritz. Uh, in3.tumblr.com, but I have not updated in like half a year. I got to do that. Yeah, you you got some things. I'm like to... 10 podcast episodes behind yeah. and we only did 12. Well, it's a good thing we only did 12 this year. <laughs> you don't have much to update with. It's not like when I had to rebuild the entire fucking site and put over 100 podcasts back on oh. manually. That was good fun, let me tell you. And I'm Polly. You can find me here on my Twitch channel, never streaming, because I did not have time for Car November. There's still there's still a week left though. I might be able to get a run in. We'll hope. We'll hope. Um, but I was sick all month. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. But anyway, and the website socksnakepeoplesexy.net. Uh, and remember, we are the pod. Wait, 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 wait. No, I got I got to do it right. I almost forgot my all- my own sign off. <laughs> <laughs> remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs>